in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other, one scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh. Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. And welcome into the Sportsocracy on this Thursday afternoon, the opening of the Open today in uh, in Scotland, St. Andrews. It's not going well for Tiger Woods. No, uh, Tiger's weekend will not be very long. It was going uh, very, very well, or went very, very well in the first round for Cameron Young, who is your uh, leader in the clubhouse at uh, eight under par. We'll have all the Open Championship uh, updates and talk for you coming up. Uh, throughout the program this afternoon. Welcome, everybody, into the Ingalls studio. We're always brought to you by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And, of course, Fred Anderson, Nissan of Asheville. Got to spend some quality time with my new 2017 Rogue yesterday as uh, we were not on on the show, but... We're glad that we're here with you, and today we'll continue to talk about the uh, run-up to the NFL season. Wide receivers next up on the Daily Draft in the third hour of the program. We will talk about the uh, the top ten list that uh, the NFL execs gave to ESPN as well. And this one wasn't this one wasn't so crazy. I mean, there were there were there were a couple in the top ten. No, oh, there there's some insanity here. Have no there's some have no fear. There's some Jeremy's lunacy. Always, Jeremy's always going to find ways to nitpick, and uh, we'll talk some baseball coming up later on in the program. Top of the four o'clock hour with Caleb Peak. We'll get the update on uh, you know the Braves, how they're doing, and fortunately, my Red Sox are not doing well. But hey, Stephen Tal, your Baltimore Orioles ten game winning streak, first time in a long time. In a long, long, long time. We'll talk baseball with Caleb P coming up at the four o'clock hour. We'll talk some NBA trades as well. Spider Mitchell is out there on the block. The the NBA has a legitimate problem. And what is that? At this point, you have one of your one of your biggest stars is readily available for trade. Mm-hmm. And there's only one team that can really facilitate that deal. And if it happens your league's irrelevant. If Kevin Durant winds up with the Golden State Warriors, why would I watch one minute of this league? Why would I care? Well, I mean, we felt felt that way the first time he went to Golden State. So... Uh, And won two titles. Right. And And the ratings tanked because there was absolutely no reason to watch this. There are two active, really popular trade destination things. One would be great for the NBA. Mm-hmm. The other would be a disaster. Okay. We'll talk about uh, the Donovan Mitchell KD possibilities coming up later on in this hour. We'll also continue with our uh, pre-training camp previews of each and every NFL team today. We'll talk about the Cleveland Browns. Obviously still some big question marks for them. And the Seattle Seahawks 
All of them. Way less questions for them. Yeah, way less questions. Many things have been answered, and most of them end with bad, 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 bad. <laughs> we suck. We know we're going to suck. We're just going to lean into the suckitude. All right here in the Sportsocracy on 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400 ESPN. Asheville heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You can see the Sportsocracy live on YouTube. Just go to thesportsocracy.com. Click on that live video link. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you can join us in the chat. The poll uh, is up right now on the YouTube stream. Who won yesterday, or excuse me, won Tuesday's daily draft where we drafted running backs? And, of course, Jeremy, I feel like I, I got the better of the deal. And I just vehemently disagree. Of course you do. Um Big difference between my team and your team is that most of my guys are going to play all year. Half your team's going to be on the IR. And that's fine. When they do play, they're going to be real, 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 real good. They will indeed. His uh, his team highlighted by Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, and Christian McCaffrey. I got the three best running backs in the NFL. I can't physically figure out how I was supposed to have lost this. You also got Nick Chubb, too, didn't you? I got Okay, yeah. so I got four of the seven best running backs in the right. league. Uh, I got Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, Alvin Kamara, and I feel like I, I feel like I won. I feel like I won. I got all the do it all backs, and you got. It's weird that I'm the one that was talking about the the greatness of power backs, and you're the one that drafted them. Correct. <laughs> Talent always wins out for Team Jeremy. Indeed. So vote on the uh, poll today for the first two hours. That will decide who gets the number one pick in today's daily draft when we will be drafting wide receivers, the top uh, the top 10 wide receivers in the NFL, and then, of course, our undrafted free agent pick at the end of the draft. Which, which is, is my favorite part of that entire thing. It has it has become quite the, uh, quite the thing. Quite the thing. Uh, all right, so... First off, let's, let's start it off wide receivers. With the wide receivers in the NFL, the NFL, uh, or excuse me, ESPN continuing to do their um, position group rankings according to 50 anonymous execs, coaches, and the like around the league. Number one wide receiver in the NFL for 2022 is Devontae Adams. I, I can't be upset about that. You shouldn't be. It, it, he would not be my choice, just so you know. Really? No, he would not be my choice. Who's your number one? <sighs> For me, there's there's two guys. Okay. It's Jamar Chase. It's Justin Jefferson. I mean, I get it. They're, they're both in the top five for me. But Devontae Adams is just, he's, ne he's next level. And I, I don't disagree and I with went, that. And I went back and looked, and last year, he was number one on the list. There was nothing that nothing that transpired last year that takes him off of the number one slot for me. And, and it's not so much that he's not my number one. I, I think Jamar Chase is special. Mm -hmm. I is. mean, spe uh, special. I, I'm talking all time, unbelievable special. Oh, are you are you ready to put him in the in the class with Jerry I've, Rice? And I've routinely said when I'm wrong. I will admit that I was wrong. And on Jamar Chase, I was wrong. And Justin Jefferson. And on Justin Jefferson, <clears throat> Justin Jefferson, I was wrong. Now, somehow, every time we talk about this, it becomes, well, Jeremy said he'd take a kicker over Justin Jefferson. No, yeah. I did not. 
that that was not as sold on his prospects as a high-end NFL receiver. So and folks, on that, I was wrong. Just, just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind as we can as we start to do you know pre-draft stuff throughout the year for this because he's going to be down on Kayshawn Booty again. He's going to pick that LSU wide receiver that's going to come in and set the league on oh, fire. Oh, I don't have the button. I have a Kayshawn Booty button. You do? I do. So anytime his name comes me. up for the for the rest of the year. It does not shock me. So I'll have to put the bunny back in the box. <laughs> that one will work for now. Until you can find your uh, your booty soundbite. Uh, you know, maybe give me a commercial break. Devontae Adams, though, going from the Green Bay Packers to the Las Vegas Raiders, you know, to me it really it really doesn't matter. He is still the number one wide receiver in the NFL, my opinion. And I don't disagree with that. I think statistically you will see a little bit of a regression going from Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. That's not a slide at Derek Carr. That's we got a two-time MVP. So I, I do see a little bit of a regression there. Also, you got to understand he's not the no doubt number one only receiver on this team. Name me the second best receiver he's ever played with. Randall Cobb. There you go. <laughs> you know, you know who Randall Cobb is not Darren Waller. Right. I would argue. I'm not sure he's Hunter Renfro, but I would agree with that as well. So, I mean, if you're talking sheer talent, no, I cannot refute Devontae Adams. I think if you look at this from a statistical standpoint, a year from now, I would lean on the two young LSU mm-hmm. guys ahead of him. Do I have a qualm with it? No, no, they're not bad picks. Uh, also receiving number one votes in this poll, number two wide receiver in the NFL for 2022, Cooper Cup. Obviously, the historical season that he had last year, over 1,900 yards, 145 catches, and 16 touchdowns. I believe that he's not going to be able to do that. No. <laughs> no, good Lord, no. You add Allen Robinson, I feel very sure they'll bring Odell Beckham Jr. back. Mm-hmm still have van jefferson those numbers are going to regress it doesn't change that he's a very talented receiver he's a very good route runner he, he belongs where he is on this list no qualm there now number three is jamar chase he also got a number one vote from someone and he should have gotten more than someone's. that maybe many someone's we don't know it just tells us what the highest ranking was so we don't know how many but jamar chase at three justin jefferson at four and number five, Tyreek Hill. That's where I have a problem. Tyreek Hill's where I have a problem. Is it because he doesn't do all of the things you want a wide receiver to do? What does Tyreek Hill do really well? He he's he bees fast. He bees fast really well. <laughs> where did you get that from, by the way? I I I drunkenly said something very similar to that, and it became a thing. Okay. All right. We've we've said it for years, and I've never asked the question. Yeah, I was about 19 megalob lights deep, and I I said something that way, and it stuck. He bees real fast. But is he better than Stephon Diggs? As a wide receiver, everything you have to do as a wide receiver, is he better than Stephon Diggs? No. Is he better than DeAndre Hopkins? No. No. He's faster, though. 100%. Uh, Usain Bolt's faster than all of them. Where would he be on this list? Yeah, but he can't catch. We tried that once. I I just, to me, I feel like Tyreek Hill is grossly overrated. Not because I don't think he's a great player. Mm -hmm. There's one huge difference in the top seven. One of them runs routes. 
really not at the level of the other six, but he's real fast. Mm -hmm. And that's where I had a qualm. I don't necessarily think I would take Tyreek Hill over Mike Evans. Mike Evans can do everything. I get in the red zone, Mike Evans is my guy. Yeah. Has Tyreek Hill ever been the number one receiver in the red zone? No. No, and he never will be. No, it's been Travis Kelsey. There you go. And I think now being in Miami, you're going to see between the regression of, of quarterback, going from Pat Mahomes to Tua Tungavailoa, and the fact that you don't have that guy. I mean, Mike Gesicki's fine. He's not Travis Kelsey. And, and I think when you, when you put these things in a vacuum, you will see the qualms that I have with Tyreek Hill come out. I'm not saying he's going to turn into Randall Cobb. I just don't think you can put him with the other names on this list. At number six, Stefan Diggs from the Buffalo Bills. Should be higher. Seventh, DeAndre Hopkins, the Arizona Cardinals. Of course, he'll miss the first six games of the season, so it's, it's kind of muted. He's a, he's a heck of a value right now in fantasy drafts. We'll just throw that out there. At number eight, you got Mike Evans from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number nine, Debo Samuel from San Francisco. And number 10, DK Metcalf. I looked at this list and I went, there's not one on the list that makes me go, that was wrong. There's one not on the list that makes me look at it and go, no, that's wrong. After the break, I'll tell you who that is. You're in the Sportocracy here on ESPN Asheville. At Ingles, we're all in for summer. Whether you're hitting the trails, hitting the water, or hitting the golf ball, we have everything you need for the perfect picnic, the greatest grill out, and the best beach vacation. We know that the mountains are calling, the open road awaits, and that pool party is ready to rock. So head on over to Ingles and stock up on all the goodies to get you through your summer of freedom. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. Real estate isn't about properties, it's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. And we got breaking news at the top of the Thursday afternoon episode of the Sportsocracy. And, and it's not good news for no. the home team. No, not at all. So according to 24-7 Sports, 2023's number one player, G.G. Jackson, is going to decommit from North Carolina, reclassify, and enroll early at South Carolina. What what in the NIL is going on here? Uh, I, I, it beats me. <laughs> I, I got nothing. Why would you do that? I mean, I he's taking... I, I, this reminds me of Anthony Edwards. The Anthony Edwards was the number one recruit in the country. Decided to go to Georgia, for, of all places. Yeah, and he was a Florida State heavy lean throughout <laughs> the entire process. Yeah. I remember that was not a great day for me. No. That was that was not a happy day for me. No. And it did absolutely nothing. I mean, it put Anthony Edwards on the showcase stage as the only player that Georgia had. But I mean, I, 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 mean, I guess if you're only staying a year. 
He's not, you know, he couldn't reclassify and come to Carolina and get all the shine because you still have all of the guys left over from last year's title run. Well, and the 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 takeaway for me is less about North Carolina, more about South Carolina. South Carolina is investing heavily in their athletics program. Mm-hmm. Lamont Paris was a home run hire. He's doing good things on the recruiting trail. Shane Beamer was a home run hire. He's doing good things on the recruiting trail. Right. So those days of South Carolina being, you know, little sister, that's those days are, are done. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, okay. Just remember I said it. Okay, I will. We will all remember that you said it. There have been two programs that are heavily investing in their athletics department that haven't over the course of the last, I'll say, 20 years. Mm-hmm. I, I've said one of them repeatedly. One of them's Wake Forest. South Carolina's the other. Right. Because they're afraid that in this realignment thing they're going to get left behind so the boosters and the athletic department and uh, they're just siphoning money so I, it was shocking when you said it to me and the more i've thought about it i don't necessarily know that i'm as shocked by that as i thought i was yeah uh well gg jackson staying at home in south carolina he's gonna join the game cox as in uh early enrollee reclassifying into this year's class so he will be playing college basketball i'm i'm at least glad that he's doing this instead of going to the g league ignite team you mean that thing that nobody watches right yeah i I, i'm i'm right there with you so anyway sad news for the tar heels you know but it's fine it's gonna be just fine yeah, you you return to all of a national title team. I oh, think absolutely. you'll be just fine. Absolutely. Minus mulleted man Brady Manning. <laughs> right. Uh, and uh, breaking news in the NBA, the Indiana Pacers and DeAndre Ayton have agreed to a four-year, $133 million offer sheet, which, puts, which starts the clock for the Phoenix Suns. And they, they have, will not match. They have 48 hours to match it. They will not match, and this takes sign and trade off the table because you can't do that. Mm-hmm. So... Bye, DeAndre Ayton. Enjoy irrelevance with the Indiana Pacers. And Phoenix will just let him walk for nothing. They were, they were never going to invest in him. That, that was never going to happen. They made that very clear. They feel like they can get equal play out of a center that's drastically cheaper. Mm-hmm. The Utah Jazz did the same thing. We don't have to pay this much money to centers. This is a bad time to be a center in the NBA that can't shoot. Very true. Very true. All right. Uh, so we were talking about the wide receivers in the NFL. The top 10 list is out from ESPN, the poll of the 50 anonymous execs. Who was the one name? Oh, I know who the one name no, is. Of course you do. Of course I know who the one name is that wasn't in the top 10. It's the guy who you you probably have him in the top three. No. Not no, that high. not that high. You said too low of a number. A.J. Brown. Every day is a great day to show your love to AJ Brown. I, I just, I, I don't. I would take and Tyler Cunningham said it in our YouTube comments. Without injuries, I'd take AJ over DK, and it's not even close. Okay, and I would agree with that. I, th- I think I would agree with that as well. DK looks uh, looks better in a pair of shorts, and that's fine. <laughs> DK Metcalf is six five. He does that better than AJ Brown. Yeah, and he's faster. Other than that, there's nothing that goes into being an NFL receiver that he does better than A.J. Brown. And I think being in Philadelphia, you're going to see that on the main stage very early. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of me has to has to ask the question, I wonder 
if Chris Godwin's ACL injury kept him out of the top 10 for most of these execs. He would not have been for me. I, I, I can't put him over virtually anybody we've said here. Mm-hmm. He's never had a time where he didn't have Mike Evans on the other side of him. See, the way I would do this is if you're the guy, there's no, you're getting no help. You're getting the Devontae Adams and Green Bay treatment. How good would you be? Right. I don't think he would be better than, than any of the guys we've said so far. Great okay. receiver, but I've always thought you're a you're an elite two. I don't know how good you would be as a one. Other honorable mentions to go along with A.J. Brown and Chris Godwin. Keenan Allen of the Los Angeles Chargers. The um, bologna sandwich of the NFL. Yes. It never sounds sexy, but it will you know, do what it's intended to do. Indeed. Uh, Terry McLaurin. I think he's he's one that I think is higher than that in terms of just raw talent. I just don't know that you're ever going to see it. Mm-hmm. Michael Thomas from the New Orleans Saints. who The, I, Sa- the Sam Squanch of the NFL. Uh, <laughs> we, we hear how great he is, but I've only seen it for a very small period of time. Well, I mean, you know, you set the NFL record for receptions in a season. That's going to put you high on the list. And two years ago, that's where we all had him. We all thought Michael Thomas was number one, and then the injury started and here we are oh and i still greatly believe in the talent yeah as you should but injuries are a thing your ability your your availability is your greatest ability and he's not very able at that that's why very often that's why on tuesday when we had mike westoff on the program which you know i'm just gonna say this again that was fantastic it was that for me was like you know we're we we have our show and, and i feel like we do a lot of things very well we don't do a lot of interviews namely because i am horribly uncomfortable doing them i'm sure people that have listened for a long time know that Mm -hmm. trying to get better we have a lot of a lot of people coming over the rest of the summer and especially into the football season uh but that was that was a special moment for me uh mike westoff the former uh special teams coach for several teams in the nfl including jeremy's jets for a long time the miami dolphins he i mean dude coached all the way back in the baltimore colts days oh yeah he was with with don Mm -hmm. shula with the dolphins yeah Exactly. And his and, the and his being on the Jet staff is directly correlative to how happy I have been. With him, very happy. Right. Without him, very sad. But he also spent a couple of years with the New Orleans Saints, and that's why I had to ask him, like, we haven't seen Michael Thomas in a while. Do you feel like he can come back and be that same guy? And I feel like the answer we got was yes. And everybody around him will say the same thing. I'm not trying to slight him. I'm talking about where you put him on a list right now. Mm-hmm. C.D. Lamb of the Dallas Cowboys, also on the honorable mentions list, and Mike Williams from the Los Angeles Chargers. And then you had Adam Thielen. Whoever voted for Adam Thielen, we need to talk. Tyler Lockett. Whoever voted for Tyler Lockett, we need to talk. Deontay Johnson. That one I had no problem Odell with. Odell Beckham Jr. and T. Higgins. I had no problem with any of the last Those three. were the also receiving votes wide receivers in the nfl and i have no qualm with any of those in two years from now we'll be talking about garrett wilson and elijah moore is the you know the uh, the most elite of all the receiving combos in the nfl i'm sure we will with cougar hunter (laughs) zach wilson as the quarterback (laughs) you're in the sportsocracy here on espn Asheville. jeremy and i will be drafting wide receivers coming up in the daily draft at the top of the third hour of the program five o'clock don't miss it coming up next we'll talk we'll get just a bit outside first and then we'll start talking about some of these trade rumors going around the nf or excuse me the nba 
At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the fan fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Tub. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. And welcome back into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. I hit, I hit the wrong button, so yeah, I'm going to hit the right one. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The Sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Hey, it happens. Happens to the best of us. Just a bit outside. I got to give a uh, big props to the NBA. The NBA is... Uh, Helping out some of its uh, elder statesmen, if you will. Trailblazers from the past. You remember the ABA? No, you don't. I you don't. Because it was, it was not in existence when I was born. But the ABA, obviously, you know, it was, uh, it, it was a trailblazer. It's, it's where your fighting Denver Nuggets came from. That's not what they're called. They're... My 2023 NBA champion Denver Nuggets. No, no, sir, they're not. Uh, especially if uh, Kevin Durant ends up going to Golden State. Um, but anyway, um, there are there are guys who played in the ABA that are in there are anywhere between their late 60s to early 80s right now, and you're probably not shocked to find out that a lot of them have money troubles. In fact, there are numerous reports of former ABA players that are living on the streets, living under bridges, having, you know, really struggling financially. In fact, there was a story last year in the uh, Indianapolis newspaper, the Indy Star, that was talking about how 80% of the former ABA players who are struggling financially uh, are all African-American. And ever since then, a foundation called Dropping Dimes has been asking the NBA to help these guys out. And the NBA Board of Governors voted on Tuesday to pay $24.5 million to former ABA players, many of whom, like I said, struggling to pay rent, medical bills, and just you know providing themselves and their families with basic necessities. In this, what they've decided is it's going to be a 50-50 split between the league 
and the NBA Players Association. And 115 players, former ABA players, are eligible for payouts. You had to play three years in the ABA or a combined three years between the ABA and the NBA, and you will get a yearly payment depending on years of service. So it goes from every, everywhere from $3,800 a year if you just had the bare minimum to Freddie Lewis, the great Freddie Lewis, who is uh, the guy with the longest tenure in the ABA and NBA at nine years. He's going to end up getting about $35,000 a year from this payment system. So congratulations to the ABA players who are finally getting their due for the being the trailblazers that they were and hats off to the NBA and the players association for coming forward and helping these guys out 24 and a half million dollar pot of money. Unbelievable. Great. To me, it's a great PR move. Every once in a while, an internet meme becomes a real story. Earlier this week, a meme started circulating about progressive blocking Baker Mayfield as he was traded to the Carolina Panthers. He was in front of the Bank of America from the from the booth, and you have been blocked. Well, apparently there was actually some truth to that. Apparently, Baker Mayfield had an idea for a campaign this year of him moving out of Cleveland and moving into his new home in Charlotte, and that was received with crickets Mm -hmm. there will be no further progressive ads no more at home with baker mayfield in spite of the fact that actually probably would have been a pretty decent ad campaign Mm -hmm. i get why you didn't want to put the money in it well it only would have been a good ad campaign if they could make fun of him it would only be a good ad campaign if it elicited me never having to see or hear the voice of flow again that would i frankly I don't care who you get to do it. I hear no so lies. long as I don't have to hear that ever again, I'm fine. And I have another story. Okay. Live Golf seems to just be buying everything. Uh, they, they are throwing money around to the highest extreme, and now they have a new target to be the face of their media. Oh, please tell me it's John Daly. It is not John Daly. Oh. I actually think it's better than that. What? It's Charles Barkley. He joined the next round radio show and co-host Ryan Brown put him on the spot and asked, would you be interested in doing anything with LIV if they called you? His response, I'm going to meet with them. They called me and asked me if I'd meet with them and I said, yes, nothing's imminent. I actually don't know everything they want from me or what they technically want me to do, but you've got to always look at every opportunity that's available. Charles Barkley is better than John Daly. In terms of golf coverage? Yeah. I'm going to say he's better. I think he brings in a different dynamic. I Look, John Daly, all the way in. I would love for John Daly to commentate anything. Right. I don't care what it is. Now, I don't know if you can buy his particular brand of heater in some of the places that they, they play no, these definitely tournaments. definitely not. And they're very hard to get on an airplane. Uh, but to me, Charles Barkley would be a home run. Can you imagine having him do, commentating this? First of all, think of how good he was on the match. Okay. Phenomenal. Now you put him in an actual competitive environment. He adds a little lightheartedness to it. Doesn't take anything overly seriously. That's, that's an A. Mm-hmm. A plus, 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 plus. Okay. All right. So Charles Barkley could uh, or, or may soon be the f- new face of the 
tour 50. He also said he would kill a blood relative for $125 million. So <laughs> that was a few weeks ago. Well, I love again, the honesty. Again, I hear no lies. I love <laughs> the honesty. <laughs> In the NBA, we already uh, told you about the breaking news from the NBA today. The Indiana Pacers bringing in DeAndre Ayton, or at least they've given the they've agreed to the offer sheet. I can't imagine Phoenix is going to match. I don't think they will either. I mean, I can tell you right now, I wouldn't match. DeAndre Ayton's not worth thirty some odd million dollars, mm-hmm. but of course he is to a small market team like Indiana. Well, yeah. Can just out of curiosity. Do you know who their five starters are right now? I'll give you Tyrese Halliburton because that's the easy one, mm-hmm. and Miles Turner. Mm-hmm. They still have Karis LeVert? No. No. Then no, I have no idea. Uh, it's TJ McConnell, Buddy Heald, and O'Shea Brissett. Excuse me? Yeah. TJ McConnell? He's their starting point, starting point guard right now. Okay. That team is terrible. Yeah, that's awful. Bad, 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 but bad, bad. <laughs> I heard one of the funniest things I think I've I, I've heard so far in this off season palooza that we've been through in the NBA. And and Jeremy, this is your opportunity to correct me if I'm wrong. But I laughed out loud, LOL'd, when I heard them Don't ask the question. Does Donovan Mitchell go into the New York Knicks, make them a contender for the NBA title? And I thought that was hilarious because I don't see it at all. Depends like, on They're not a contender for a title regardless. You could have an exciting young team if you don't have to give up R.J. Barrett, which mm-hmm. I don't think they would. I think that would be a non-starter for New York. For, for New York. I would agree. New York has 11 first-round draft picks between now and 2029. That is what Danny Ainge wants. He wants to blow this up. And so from what I have been told, it would be some combination of Julius Randle and Quentin Grimes and a slew of ones. And if I'm the Knicks, no doubt. Mm-hmm. And if I'm Adam Silver, I'm sitting in my office going, please God, do this. Please God, do this. Please God, do this. Do it right now. Don't think about it. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Do it right now. Donovan Mitchell possibly teaming up with Jalen Brunson and R.J. Barrett. Now, you need to understand that those three guys, that means you're, especially if they retain Mitchell Robinson, that core of players means this team could not guard a group of 12-year-old Girl Scouts. Mm -hmm. They would throw 100 up on the Knicks. Now, having Tom Thibodeau, you're going to get the most out of them defensively at the very least. They're not going to be good but they'll be able to score and they'll be interesting. And right now you have a huge problem of there's not a lot of interesting. No. How many teams in this league are actually interesting? I'd say there's a, there's a good handful. First of all, a handful is not a number. So I don't know what that number means. Okay. I mean, I feel like there's really interesting, really move a needle. Mm, uh, well, really move a needle. What you mean for the average fan? Yeah. I don't care about the diehard. I I hate to break this to anybody. If you're a diehard of anything, we ain't talking about you. You're in no matter what happens. Then maybe that goes to maybe there's only three or four. If you get to four, I'd be shocked. You got the Boston Celtics. Are they really – go with me here. Are they really riveting? 
Are they riveting to the lay fan? Jason Tatum, who the vast majority of fans don't even know what his voice sounds like. Mm -hmm. Jalen Brown, who may talk less than he does. Mm -hmm. That riveting television, that really must see. You just can't wait to get home and watch it. I mean, if you're a fan of basketball, they're a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Doesn't move a needle. Doesn't move a needle outside of Boston. Doesn't do it. Just had them play in one of the most popular teams in the league in the finals, and the ratings were abhorrent. Mm -hmm. Doesn't move a needle. Miami Heat, does that move a needle? Nope. Name me the most riveting player they have. Jimmy Jimmy Butler. Butler. Love the guy. You're not captivating television. Okay. And the problem is, is that I'm afraid you're about to have a superstar wind up with that juggernaut team, and it makes your league completely irrelevant. There's not a team that can make this deal for for Kevin Durant. So, and the narrative of, well, he's just going to swallow his pride and go back to Brooklyn. Okay, that's stupid. Mm -hmm. You have obviously not paid attention for the 10 years he has been in the limelight because that does not scream Kevin Durant to me in the least. There's only one team that can make this deal and not gut their team. The Golden State It's Golden State. And he winds up in Golden State, your league's irrelevant. Mm -hmm. Now. Again. (laughs) And it loosely has been for the last 10 years. This has not been a captivating sport forever. Because your biggest name players, best players in the league, where do they play? Giannis Antetokounmpo plays in Milwaukee. Right. LeBron James. Cleveland. He was in Cleveland. Now he's in L.A. and he's well over the hill. And that team's not even vaguely competitive. No. Luka Doncic. Dallas a big city. It's not a big market. Mm -hmm. It's not a big media draw market. And you just go down this list and go, good Lord, New York is irrelevant. Brooklyn's. If you lose Kyrie Irving and, and Kevin Durant, they're irrelevant. Mm-hmm. The Clippers, I could argue, are the most captivating team in the league, and they were the stepchild of L.A. for 40 years. Right. You have a problem. You have a problem, and it could get exponentially worse. Now, am I saying the Donovan Mitchell thing fixes that? No. Not at all. But this is a homegrown talent. He is from New York. He's mm-hmm. from Westchester. Mm-hmm. And that at least plays. It at least makes them kind of interesting. Are you running home to see a manual quickly take the floor at MSG? No. No. And as long as these major market teams are irrelevant, your league's pretty irrelevant. Especially when you have one team that's so much better than everybody else. I mean, I want you to think about what I'm going to say here. The Golden State Warriors, defending NBA champions, could acquire a top three player in this league. Give up a center that we've seen play 21 games in this league. Mm -hmm. Never been all that great. And their fourth best player. Maybe their third, depending on how you feel about Draymond Green. And that's going to be your haul. Plus first-round picks that they don't care about. That'll be in the 20s anyway. Mm -hmm. Why would I care? I'm a Nuggets fan. One of the most talented teams in the league. We don't have a shot against that. They'll kill us. Mm -hmm. They'll kill us, and I know it. Mm -hmm. I don't have to watch that. I don't have to watch that to know that, well, when things break down, Jamal Murray's going to have to guard Steph Curry. We'll throw Aaron Gordon on Kevin Durant. And who exactly is Nikola Jokic supposed to guard? Okay, so we can score points. Who cares? Mm -hmm. They will shoot you out of the building, and this is how it will be for the next three years. You're not going to withstand that. Ratings are already setting historic lows. If you're the NBA, you need a win. And you need a win real bad. And I'm not sure that that win's not Donovan Mitchell ending up with the Knicks. Really? How many more captivating players do you have in the league than that? Than Donovan Mitchell? 
I would say there's a lot. Okay. Go. Uh, well, first off, I mean, you got Giannis. Who's tied to Milwaukee for the next mm-hmm. bajillion of years, going nowhere. Mm-hmm. You got small Luka. market. Small market Dallas. Mm-hmm. Oh, so this is so you're just basing this I'm talking on about them captivating. ending up. In I'm talking the, about something you can put on a marquee and sell. Nikola Jokic. And Donovan uh, it, Mitchell is that name? In New York he is. He's not in Utah. Who nobody cares about Utah? Yeah. I mean, I'm, you're not wrong. There will be more attention to him because he's in New York. He becomes a top 10 not... most marketable player in the league wow. in New York. I would argue there's probably not 10 players in the league that are better than him anyway. Look, I'm not saying Donovan Mitchell is an also-ran and he's, you know, he's not a good player or anything like that. I mean, he's amazing. I love the kid, but I just don't see him as a as a boost for the league. If he winds up in New York, yeah, congratulations. You got a really good player, but your team's still going to suck. And you're greatly undervaluing something that I've said on this show before and I will continue to say because it's something that I understand slightly better than most. Mm -hmm. On the other side of the break, I'll tell you what that is. You're in the Sportocracy on ESPN Asheville. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. There's a lot of talk about heroes these days. Hey, buddy, you want to go fishing? The folks in the funny outfits with superpowers and spandex. All right, buddy, let me help you. But at Ingalls, we know that a lot of our heroes... Now you look like a pro. ...are a little closer to home. They're the ones who give us what we need for those everyday adventures. That's why we look up to the ones who look out for us. Don't forget your fish food. Catch a big one. Ingalls. All the ingredients for family. With a PhD weight loss system, I have lost over 70 pounds. I hit my 70-pound mark officially last week, and the numbers on my scale continue to dwindle down. I'm getting better nutrition. I'm getting more exercise. My aches and pains have practically disappeared. Over the long weekend, I played two rounds of golf. To most of you, that does not sound like an over-the-top amount of activity. But for me, before PhD, it would have been. My back would have hurt. But because I've lost so much weight, I'm in so much better shape, physical activity isn't wearing me out like it used to. I'm almost down to my target weight, and it's all thanks to the program and food of PhD Weight Loss. The absolute all-star of the program, Dr. Ashley Lucas, has the plan to help you drop the pounds and hopefully change your habits so that you won't have to deal with that weight problem any longer. Go to myphdweightloss.com. That's myphdweightloss.com. PhD Weight Loss, the official weight loss program of the Clemson Tigers and their fans. The Sportsocracy. What are you people? On dope? And welcome back into the Ingalls studio here on ESPN Asheville. And so tell me, Jeremy, what, what am I forgetting? What am I leaving out? What, why is Donovan Mitchell going to be so groundbreaking for the NBA if he moves to the New York Knicks? Because New York fans are a lot like me. They're all cynical. They're all angry. And they want a reason to be angry at things. Mm -hmm. But when you give them hope, what do they do? 
They show up in droves. Mm -hmm. Look at the New York Jets right now. This is a historically god-awful franchise. Do you know how many teams in the NFL right now have more weight on them to win the Super Bowl than the New York Jets in Vegas? God, I would hope it's at least eight. You want to hear the list again? Stop. It's not one. Now, granted, they're 11 jillion to one, so that obviously sways it. Right. But this is what New Yorkers do. This is what New York fans do. I'm one of them. I I, I promise you, I'm not over-exaggerating this. You give them a reason to hope, they'll sell out the garden every night. Mm -hmm. And they'll show up and be insane. And everybody will have new New York Knicks t-shirts and jackets and stickers on their cars. And the Knicks will be the greatest thing that's ever happened. Ratings will be outrageous in that market. If it doesn't work, it'll wane over time. But having a 25-year-old superstar in that market will do more. It will do more good than the Kevin Durant trade will do bad mm-hmm. if he winds up with Golden State. I'm just thinking in my head, like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to foresee like the the prime time games. So like the, we see all the promos and stuff on ESPN of you know the ABC game of the week or whatever, and you're gonna put Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks against Donovan Mitchell. You're underselling sell. Donovan Mitchell because he's because he's played in Utah. Um, maybe so. I'm just telling you straight up. It, it, and I didn't think that until you just said that the way you just did. There are not 10 players in this league that are better than him. Really? No, they're not. We just did a draft of building block players. Mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell is one of them. Mm-hmm. And he should be. He 100% should be. And here's a question that I don't think you've asked yourself. Who was the last young star in New York? I'm not even taking in the fact that he's from New York, which, yes, it matters. doesn't matter to you in North Carolina. In New York, it matters. Right. I'm telling you it matters. Is it Stephon Marbury? That's the last one from New York. It's the last one from New York, and I could argue it's the last one, period. They've been sold a bill of goods on a lot of Amari Stoudemire, Carmelo Anthony's. Mm-hmm. And my fear was that you're going to have to hemorrhage the franchise just to get him. I don't think you will. Danny Ainge wants draft picks. He wants to do the same thing with Utah that he did in Boston. Mm-hmm. I can buy and sell the draft as I please because I have so many bullets in the gun that you'll never tell me no. There is nobody that I can't get. That's what Utah is looking at. Mm-hmm. They're looking at this draft class next year with Victor Webanaya being the no doubt, just good Lord have mercy, he's the best prospect since LeBron. Going, I can do anything I want. Mm-hmm. Houston winds up with a no one pick. I'll give him five picks to get up from four to one. And there's my franchise guy in Utah. So you don't have to hemorrhage the franchise. You keep RJ Barrett. You have three cornerstone pieces. Name me the last time the Knicks had that. I could argue it's back to Allen Houston, John Starks, and Patrick Ewing. And it'll sell. It'll okay. sell and it'll sell like crazy. All right. All right. Donovan Mitchell. If he winds up with the New York Knicks, will it change the fortunes of the NBA as a whole? I am very doubtful on that. It will would it raise, make them a better team? Will I think it, it would raise fun? the average. I, I, I fully believe it would raise the TV rating by half a point over the year. Okay, That's how important that would actually be. Because right now, this is a young player that you, as somebody that does this for a living, is underselling how good this kid is. Mm-hmm. And there's only one reason. How many games you ever watched him play? 
How many times have you ever sat down and watched a Utah Jazz game? Yeah, it's been a couple. Yeah, because it's NBA Siberia. Much the same way that Oklahoma City is. Much the same way that several other places in this league are. Mm -hmm. Having guys, even my team, Nikola Jokic would be a star in other markets. In Denver, it's a very, well, oh, we love the guy. Yeah, put him on a billboard. You know, maybe we'll buy a beer because he's got one in his hand. It's not selling on a national level. Mm -hmm. But Donovan Mitchell will be a face of the NBA if he goes to New York. I would say so, yes. Okay. Right now, the odds for Donovan Mitchell to wind up with the Knicks are plus 150. That's very low. The Heat are at plus one or the the Heat are at plus two fifty, the Sixers at plus three fifty, and then it's plus four hundred for the field. And here's the thing, Miami, you're setting money on fire because they'd have to give up Bam Adebayo to make that work, and Utah has no interest. If he's getting moved, he's Would getting you, moved to New York, right? And, and there's a, an article out in the Athletic, and Sham Sharani has been all over this of. It has accelerated. It has accelerated quickly, and I won't be shocked if it's done by the beginning of next week. I don't think it's going to change the fortunes of the franchise, uh, but maybe it will. Maybe it will spark up some some more interest around the NBA. The Kevin Durant situation, him going to Golden State, it's a bad idea. I'm fully on board with you, Jeremy. That's a bad idea. If he goes back and they create, again, the super team, that's just going to walk their way through the Western Conference to the NBA Finals. It's bad news. It was bad news when they did it the first time because I think I've never watched less NBA basketball than those two years that he was with the Golden State Warriors. But again, that may be the only team that can make the deal happen. And a lot left, didn't come back. And they're not really rushing to do so. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville Sports Center is coming up next. Still got two hours to go. Stick with us. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow they make it work. Jeremy Green, Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. And welcome back into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Second hour of the program, we're going to talk some baseball. Yes. Sitting in for Jeremy Green, Mr. Caleb Peak, the baseball fanatic himself. How, how do you even do it? How, how, I mean, what? what is it? I, I have to ask you this. Okay. I, I've known you for a long time. What is it about baseball that drives you so much? Because I love the game. I like watching baseball. But I'm also not somebody who can just go wall to wall and watch every highlight of every game. And you seem to be just a lover of the sport. Could I watch every highlight? Sure. Yeah, it's I'm a hipster tank. Everyone else hates it. If everyone else hates it, then I've got to be the one who just who consumes it, right? No, it's you know this is one of those things. You know why? Why does anyone like anything? It's just yeah. you know it's something about a cold beer on a hot summer afternoon. It mm -hmm. just it just resonates. You know, Absolutely. I'm not even, I'm not even a math guy. I don't even like numbers like that. But when it comes to <laughs> baseball, it just I don't know. I turn into it, 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 the calculations just start happening in front of me. It's like Zach Galifianakis and uh, what the Hangover. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. Or was, was, yeah, it, yeah, was, it was it the hangover? hangover. Yeah, yeah, when they were he was counting cards. Yeah, in the, exactly. Uh, casino. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Okay. All right. I just I just wanted to know because, I mean, it takes a lot to work through the slog that is the Major League Baseball season. But here's the good part, folks. If you have if you've been checked out, if you haven't been paying attention, the All Star break is just around the corner. We're five days away from the All Star game next week in Los Angeles, and now is the time where I feel like the majority of the populace who still has any love for baseball starts to get into it. Welcome to the party. Welcome to the party. It's been going on for, you know, 90 games now, but welcome into the party. And first off, I want to say congratulations to the Baltimore Orioles (laughs) who have started playing baseball. And apparently this is the first time since, was it 2013 that they've had a 10 or more game winning streak first time since 1999 1999 Mm -hmm. a double digit win streak that is oh no it was the this is the first time since 2013 that every team in the american league east has had a winning record there we go that's that's the stat that i was i was remembering so i apologize 1999 was the last time that the orioles had a 10 plus game winning streak not that far removed from cal ripken no no it's really not but I mean, they've come on hot of late and, you know, they may have been playing the Angels. They may have been playing the Rangers. It's not like they've been beating up on the Yankees and the Rays and all of that, but still 10 game winning streak there. So in the American league alone, there are eight teams that have 45 wins or more. All five of the teams in the American league East are, are at or above that mark. That's insanity. Man. It's crazy. It really is. And it's Toronto has been dropping like a rock. It's not going to be long before they fall out of that class. Well, and, I mean, and, and they just uh, let Montoya go. They're their right. uh, they're, they're manager. Mm-hmm. Got to got to try to ignite a fire from within. But yeah, Baltimore is onto something. I mean, these this is a group of guys who are playing like dogs lately, and I mean that in the best way possible, the good kind of dog. Mm-hmm. I mean, they started the season not looking so great, but this is just a testament to what happens when you get everyone on the same page, and everyone in in house. And it's not like that. It's not like they've been just ripping the cover off the ball, or they're they're just so hot and scoring so many runs. It's just timely hitting. Right. It's it's they're coming up with the big hits when they need. I think they've had like three walk-off wins in the last three uh, or in the last week. They're yeah, I mean it's, you know, 10 and 0. There's two teams in the American League East now that are on double-digit winning streaks between the Orioles and the Seattle Mariners. Mm-hmm. Both neither of which you saw coming. I mean, in Baltimore, Trey Mancini, it all kind of revolves around him, you know. It's it's a great story, Mr. Cancer Survivor and all that, but he's got a lot of unsung heroes to help him out on that on that Baltimore squad. I really mm-hmm. need to pay closer attention to Baltimore. I mean, 17 and a half games out of first place. They're obviously not playoff contenders. It's just going to be one of those side stories, uh, you know, to to get us closer to September and October, but Well, it, it's all about building for the future for them. Yeah. I mean, they just had their number one draft pick come up recently, and uh, I can't remember his his name off the top of my head. But I mean, he is everything that you know. He is the next superstar for the Orioles, which means he's going to be the next superstar for the Boston Red Sox or the New York <laughs> Yankees. Or it's it's just the way it goes. And I think that's one of the things that that irks people about Major League Baseball is that when you get a guy like this for a small market team, you know he's not going to be here 
much longer. You know he's going to end up playing for the Yankees, the Dodgers, or somebody who can pay him because none of these other teams will. Right. And, yeah, your agent is obviously going to recognize that. And, and the Yankees have this habit of drafting guys and then trading them away and letting them blossom and, and come to fruition and then reacquiring them. It's like mm-hmm. they don't want to do the dirty work with it. They don't want to bring them up through the farm system. They want to let somebody else take care of that. Spend your money on, on elevating this guy. And then once he's worth something, we'll bring him back into the fold. Like the deal yeah. with Taylor Ward. He, he, he was drafted, I think, what, fourth round back in the day, 2013 or mm-hmm. so, uh, by New York. They ship him out to Los Angeles of Anaheim LAA the Anaheim Angels I don't even right. know what the proper term is I, <laughs> is is it in Los Angeles or Anaheim one or the other uh, it, regardless right send him send him to the west coast he becomes somebody he's still not world class still not all-star caliber but he's an, an infield utility guy I mean you can use him anywhere mm-hmm. and if you're New York that's really all you need this time of year you- thank you i knew that steven tau would back me up in the youtube comments here by the way you can get onto the program uh at the sportsocracy.com click on that live video link hit the subscribe button so you can correct me when i get things wrong on the youtube stream uh adley rutschman there is, we go is the name of the kid uh for baltimore that he just came out and he he had one of the, the big clutch hits for him the other night so you know it's it's good to see these teams who have just been left for dead making some kind of a run making some kind of noise in the baseball season even if we're only at the halfway mark basically oh yeah it's good for oakland or all these lower teams especially you know you saw oakland the other night they had a a a season high in attendance of like twenty one thousand fans good for them yeah i mean which earlier in the year we're hovering around the four thousand five thousand range so even the worst teams in baseball this is the time of year to come out and be a part of it i mean Mm -hmm. baltimore is in a great situation like you said looking toward the future here this year is, is kind of a wash which takes a lot of the pressure off of those guys you're not really playing for anything other than pride and money at this point knowing that your your postseason incentives aren't going to be met so you that's that's really when you get the best baseball is when you take the pressure off of the shoulders of these young guys mm-hmm. it feels like uh i i guess thursdays when we sit down and do this little baseball talk the make me care segment as i called it last week uh that we are right behind shohei otani and the rotation for the uh, los angeles angels of anaheim but he he did it again he had another amazing game last night 12 strikeouts now puts him up there with Nolan Ryan as the most strikeouts in uh, in Angels single game history. So, congratulations to him for that. And I have to ask you does that does that put him on, or does it further put him on the MVP talk path? Absolutely, hundred uh, percent. It has to. I mean, he hit a hundred and one on the radar gun the other night, which you know, not for nothing. Most starting pitchers can do that, but we're beginning to see a little bit of swagger coming out of Shohei Otani. That's that's one thing I was waiting for. He's you know the the all respectful you know Asian Japanese player who mm-hmm. who bows to Ich to Ichiro when he comes over, which I love that. You know, I love the respect and and to see all that. But I was wondering, a kid this good, eventually we're going to have to start seeing a little bit of showboating. You know, we're going to see oh, a yeah. little bit of fireworks coming out. And we saw that really in that series against houston he strikes out jose altuve hits 101 on the gun paints the mark i mean puts it you couldn't have thrown a better pitch altuve waves at it and walks back to the dugout and you're seeing the smirk coming out you're seeing the head nodding you're seeing a little bit of the the strut coming out from Shohei otani he's the best player of our time i mean do you can you disagree with that 
Who is no, better? Who I is can't. better at this point? I His can't. team is awful. His team in, in in the LAA, the Anaheim Angels, are terrible. Mm-hmm. Mike Trout included. And he is just the best thing to happen to baseball. It's it's a travesty almost. I mean, it's embarrassing for the game, yeah, frankly. Uh, it, it's hard to argue with a guy who can do both, who can, you know, come up and hit the long ball and and then he can also just mow you down on the mound. It's it's unlike we've ever seen because none of us were alive to see Babe Ruth do it. Right. <laughs> and yeah, that's the thing. I mean, we're we're talking about records being broken from 1920. We even have some records that we don't really know when they started. We can only go back to the beginning of the era, like the the beginning of of when we started keeping ERA and things right. like that. Like we don't really know the last time that the things that Shohei Otani is doing were accomplished. I mean, it's just lost to the annals of history. It's phenomenal. Uh, Shohei is 6-0 and in his last six starts. His ERA right now is .45 in those last six starts. Struck out 58 batters over 39 and two-thirds innings. Little league numbers. Yeah, it's crazy. And yet the Angels are 2-8 and eight in their last 10. They're just, they're just awful. Uh, again, um... He'll he'll probably end up with uh, with one of these other big teams somehow, some way. I know he's under contract with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, but he'll end up getting traded or something. It's the best I think it's the best thing that could happen for baseball. Speaking I, of trades, let's talk about your Bo Sox for a minute. Okay, now, you've you've heard that Rafael Devers could be could be shipped out. He better not be. There's that. Is, don't do that. No, don't do that. No. Why? Because Big Poppy is vouching for him, saying he's—I mean—he's—he's he's fearless, quote unquote. That's what David Ortiz had to say about him. I, As I agree, one hundred percent. The man is not afraid of anything. He's mm-hmm. not afraid of the moment. Not afraid of the situation. He believes in in his ability. We've seen what he can do. He's got a powder keg attached to the end of the lumber. He can hit it. Uh, I mean, miles. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous what he can do. Why would you part with your with the best third baseman since since what since the Mike Lowe days probably? Oh, or yeah. Mike Lowell, rather. Lowell, yeah. yeah. It, You're trying to capitalize on a guy who's having an amazing season. I mean, he's batting three twenty-five. He's at he's at nineteen home runs. You're trying to get the most out of your investment. I understand that, but there's also don't break this up. I mean, I said the same thing about Mookie Betts, and in the end, I'm glad that we did. I'm glad that we traded him to the Dodgers. It's just. I don't feel like he's the same player as he was when he was with the Red Sox. But Rafael Devers, I have stuck up for Rafi since he got in the league. To all the Red Sox fans who are like, oh, he can't play defense. Uh, No, he actually does pretty decent. But it's the offense that really makes him a superstar in this league. And we're going to see him in the All-Star game coming up next week. We'll talk about the All-Star game coming up after the break and all of the other things going on in Major League Baseball right now, as well as uh, the red-hot Atlanta Braves Mm. still on a tear right now, having won seven out of the last ten. You're in the Sportsocracy with me, Tank Spencer, and Caleb Peake here on ESPN Asheville. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. 
Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. The Sportsocracy. You are a regular nuclear meltdown. You better cool off. Welcome back into the Sportsocracy, talking Major League Baseball with Caleb Peak here on ESPN Asheville. You can check him out at uh, C Peak AVL. Is that right? Yeah, that's all the, lowercase, uh, all one word. The Twitter handle. The on the tweeter. <laughs> uh, we got the All Star Game, Major League Baseball, coming up in five days now. July the 19th on Fox. We'll see it all unfold, of course, the, uh, the 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 big thing that I always look forward to at the All-Star break is is the Home Run Derby. Oh yeah. And we're going to see Shohei in the in the, in the in the in the Derby, which I feel like every every star needs to go down that path, but I've felt that way about all of these. Like this is your signature moment. This is where you get all of the stars together and you have these little special events. Same thing with the NBA. Like you get everybody together for All Star Weekend. Why the can't we see everybody in in the slam dunk competition, in the three point competition? They don't want to do it. But when baseball has their home run derby, why the hell is uh, is Vlad Guerrero Jr. not going to be in the in the home run derby? Honestly, for the second year in a row, he's turned him down. I don't understand it at all. Unless he's just afraid that he'll pull a Mike Piazza. I just always I always have to rag on Mike Piazza because he was in the home run derby every year when I was a teenager, and he I, I think in five years that he was in the home run derby, he hit six home runs total. Oh yeah, all his home runs came in, before the break and after the break. Right. Never never during the All Star break. No, no, he was always touted like, oh, here comes the New York Mets slugger. Eh, nothing. Well, absolutely nothing. The New York Mets slugger that's in it this year is going to surpass Mike Piazza in all career accolades by the time it's over. Polar Bear, Pete Alonzo, this uh-huh. guy, coming from an Atlanta Braves fan, this guy is the real deal. I mean, he is, this guy can hit like, like Shohei, but he's just, he's a ball of muscle. I mean, he, he looks like, he looks like Jason Veritek, but, but more chiseled. I mean, it's just mounds of muscle on this guy. He's great at first base, too. I mean, he's got a lockdown glove. But watching him hit is one of the purest, most fun things you can do as a baseball player. And and I'm glad he didn't really bring that to Atlanta over the last three days because he was kind of quiet. I mean, he had his moments, but nothing really nothing really highlight-worthy, which is great for the Braves, who are 30-10. and 30-10 and 10 since the end of May mm-hmm. and still are, what, two and a half games back from New York. 
You got Pete Alonzo, Ronald Acuna Jr. They're going to be in the home run derby, along with Juan Soto, Kyle Schwarber, Julio Rodriguez of the Mariners, which the lay fan is going, who in the heck is that? Jose Ramirez from the Cleveland Guardians, Mm -hmm. and Albert Pujols. Look, I thought it was a cool idea when they said, hey, Miggy and Albert are going to play a big part in you know participating at the All-Star break. I've gone back and forth on this. What do you think about the legends choices for the All-Star games? I you know, I don't mind it. It's another one of those gimmicks. Like you like you said, you know, you come to the All-Star break and this is the kind of thing you expect. I mean, it it's clear that over the last few years everyone is sick of the straight up and down NL versus AL. I mean, we want to have we want to have something to spice it up and mm-hmm. you know, Albert Pujols is you know he's riding off into the sunset it's a great little send-off for him Miggy Cabrera just hit his 3,000th hit earlier this year it makes perfect sense to have these guys involved mainly because they can still do what they do very well I mean they're not putting up career numbers obviously but Albert Pujols has been the leading hitter for St. Louis over the last two series because Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado have been AWOL I mean, they're standing there with lumber, and they're not doing anything with it. So Albert Pujols has been the one stepping up and keeping St. Louis within striking distance of Milwaukee. Had the had those other two guys been involved, St. Louis would probably be atop the NL Central right now. But I like it. I don't mind seeing it because it's probably the last time you're going to get to see these two guys on the field at the same time. I mean, we've got decades of all-star history between the two of these. And it's it's just kind of nice to see them ride off into the sunset, get one last little curtain call, and then, you know, how much are we realistically going to see these guys? We might see them for one inning apiece in the all-star game. And, and you said Albert Pujols is going to be a part of the home run derby, correct? Right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he'll maybe he gets out of the first round, maybe he doesn't. But at the very least, it's a chance to step up, tip your cap, and say thank you, Albert, for everything you've done. Because my very first baseball game was MLB whatever 2006. I forget exactly what what strain it was of the MLB baseball games. Right. 2006, Albert Pujols was on the cover. And that was one of the that's one of the things that set me on the path to being a baseball nerd. And so, you know, it's just a chance to say Thank you, Albert. Thank you, Miggy, for everything. Then you missed the best version of that game, which was the 05 version, I believe, with Manny Ramirez on the cover. That was the best rendition of the Major League Baseball video games, in my opinion. Just because of the cover? Not just because Manny was on the cover. It was a fun fun game. I loved the gameplay. I wasted so many hours of my life on that video game but did, that's neither here nor did there. it have the feature where you can make manny disappear into the bathroom within the <laughs> within the green monster this was this this was pre all of the him disappearing and all of that. before manny so, started yeah. being manny well no i mean he was always manny yeah, manny was always manny pool will be appearing in the all or in the home run derby for the fifth time which is tied for the most in 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 mb mlb history Six others have done it. I want to see if you can name them. Six or uh, six others have appeared five times. Uh huh. Okay. Other than Albert, let's see. Go greatest home run hitters of all of obviously the last right. twenty years. Yeah, I was going to say because the home run derby isn't like it's not ancient, but it's not that old either. Um, let's see. Ah, give me a second. I got to think. Okay. <laughs> I got to think. Got to try to get my head right. He's a, 
obviously this see this shows the youth of Caleb P. I've got has a lot of decades to go through because anybody in you know in my age bracket that you know we're knocking down or just got past the the age of 40 we will never forget some of the great home run contests that we saw I mean there's one guy that just absolutely tortured Fenway Park when they had the game back there in 1999 well I was going to say Reggie Jackson has got to be one of them no no not Mr. October no 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 no. Ken Griffey Jr. okay Mark McGuire Sammy Sosa sure Barry Bonds and then you got two others Prince Fielder and David Ortiz David Ortiz. Those are the ones that have been in the home run derby that many Big Poppy times. wasn't it five times, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I yep. wasn't sure if we were counting the, the Royd era or any of that. Oh, absolutely. That was when the home run derby was the best. <laughs> I, har- I can't argue like with I that. Like I said, no, I, I really. will never forget watching the, the, the All-Star game in Fenway Park and Mark McGuire just smashing cars on Lansdowne Street mm-hmm. over, the, uh, over the big green monster. So anyway, that's uh, that, that's going to be the highlight on Monday night, obviously, and then Tuesday you'll have the All Star Game. Um, were there was there anybody left out of the All Star Game that you were irked about? Austin Riley, I mean, that's a good one. Twenty five home runs. He just hit his twenty fifth yesterday against New York. Has been a stalwart at, at at the hot corner for Atlanta. I mean, what else can you do? The kid mm-hmm. has done everything. Why doesn't he have a berth here? It doesn't make any sense. He is the definition of all-star. Yep. Your Atlanta Braves that did make the all-star team, obviously, Ronald Acuna Jr. voted in as a starter. And then you've got uh, DeArno, the catcher. Yep. He's going to be a reserve on the team. Also in the reserves is Dansby Swanson and William Contreras. Mm -hmm. As a designated hitter. Yeah. Which is interesting. I mean, that's that's a cool story, right? The Contreras brothers are going to start. They're going to be on the same All Star team at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing to me is it's kind of crazy, really. It's just a, a, a rags to riches story for for Wilson Contr- or William Contreras, Willie Contreras, as mm-hmm. we call him in Atlanta, to not even start for the majority of the year. I mean, he's primarily a bench guy. He's a, he's a filling guy. He's a rotation guy for when Darno needs a break. But the pop in that bat is what makes him relevant. And he's been able to fill in as we've had the shuffle going on with Ozzy Albies being out until probably August, maybe early September with that, with that broken lower extremity. Mm-hmm. It's Contreras has stepped up. I mean, Ar- Orlando Arcia has stepped up. Now, a lot of shuffling around, and everyone has still been able to fill into that role. Contreras has done a phenomenal job, and out of nowhere, I mean, he comes out of left field, pardon the pun, to make the all-star team, and I couldn't be happier for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I left out the the pitcher that made it as well, Max yeah, Max, Freed. Max, Max Freed. Max Freed's going to be uh, one of the starters for the game, although obviously probably not starting the game. But anyway, uh, coming up July the 19th, next Tuesday, is the uh, All-Star Game from Los Angeles. Last question here before we take a break. Who is the team that you think can make the most interesting noise going in to the coming out of the All-Star break down the stretch of the season? Down the stretch into the second half. Give me the Seattle Mariners. 
because really? they've been so hot as okay. of late. Now, they showed flashes of brilliance earlier in the season. And then, like, this happens with teams. You go through a lull, and you just can't get everyone on the same page. It's, you know, I think it was the brawl with the Angels that sparked things for Seattle because that, that's a feisty bunch. They're a lot like the Texas Rangers, and the fact that the talent isn't all there. It's trending in the right direction, but it's not all there. But the fire that comes out of that dugout is what you want to see. I mean, it kind of is reminiscent of the Ken Griffey Jr. days, just the, the, the animosity. These guys show up to the ballpark in a bad mood. They come out ready to just yak. And as of late, that's what they've been doing. In the double digits in the win streak, they get a chance to cool down. That The All-Star break has a different effect for different teams. For the Braves, it's kind of something maybe you didn't want to see it. I think this series against the Mets was a good thing for Atlanta ahead of the All-Star break because now you're going to need that recalibration if you're Atlanta. You've been so keyed up for that series against the Mets. You get a break. You get a chance to calm down, recollect yourself, and refocus. But we're not talking about Atlanta. We're talking about Seattle. It's these guys, again, they have nothing to lose. Second place right now in the AL West. They don't, I don't think they really have a shot at, at, at taking first place in the division. But three wild cards for, for either side going into, the, going into the playoffs this year. A lot of opportunities, even if you're not top tier, to get into the, to get into the show. And Seattle's got to have that circled on their calendar. They know that this is, this is their opportunity. If they can keep winning, keep doing what they're doing, especially with all the young guys that they've got, all the pop in the bats, all the, the swagger that they have, I think Seattle has, under, has uh, really got a chance to make a run. And they're not going to disappoint. Mark my words. At CPeak, AVL on Twitter. Caleb, <laughs> he'll be back with me uh, next week next thursday to talk more baseball here in the sportsocracy enjoy the all-star game my brother can't wait you do the same you are in the sportsocracy here on espn Asheville. coming up next we're going to talk some football pre-training camp previews continue next this is your exergen temporal scanner weather forecast on espn Asheville. Partly cloudy tonight. Patchy fog will be possible late with a low dropping to 62. After a sunny start to Friday, there may be an isolated shower thunderstorm developing during the afternoon with a high of 85. Any rain that does develop exits tomorrow evening with an overnight low dropping to 63. Not a whole lot of change for the weekend. Some initial sunshine on Saturday and Sunday will give way to a few afternoon showers and thunderstorms as high temperatures top out in the low 80s. I'm Jeff Marr from the Weather Channel. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. On the weird scale, there's Vegas... There's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. All right, Jeremy. So I told Jeremy this story before the show started, and he had no idea who this person was. Nope, but he has one of the greatest names I have ever heard in my life, and I think I want to change my name to something similar. Who's shocked? It's It's an actor, and Jeremy doesn't see movies. And so he doesn't know who Army Hammer is. Army Hammer. Oh, Army Hammer, who was in the the remake of the Lone Ranger that Disney did a few years back that was god-awful with uh, Johnny Depp playing Tonto. He was also in The Death on the Nile, which if you haven't seen that with uh, Wonder Woman in it, Gal Gadot, 
It's an excellent movie. All right, you have my interest. Oh, it's... it's uh, solely on what you just said, you at least have piqued my interest. It's a remake of an older movie, but he, I thought it was very good. And, it, and uh, you know, he also played the uh, Winklevoss twins in the Facebook movie, The Social Network. Yeah, nope, out on that. I, I'm, I'm more wanting to talk about Army Hammer and Wonder Woman. That, that has uh, at least <laughs> piqued my interest. Army Hammer, though, he is no longer an actor. He can't find any work. He was accused many 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 months ago of um sexual misconduct much like uh deshaun watson and since then he has been cut loose from his agency nobody's hiring him for work well you still got to pay the bills when stuff like that happens and last week on social media it started trending that he's now working as a concierge at a hotel that's not entirely true the story the true story is now out he is yes he's kind of working at a resort but he's selling timeshares oh no yeah yeah look as somebody who has gone on a vacation where i got uh you know part of the deal was i had to sit down with the timeshare guy why does that not shock me that you fell for that of course i did it's a cheap I vacation. I get a free vacation? Yeah, but see, here's the thing. They borderline kidnap you in the middle of it and won't <laughs> let you leave until, they, until you give them monies. Uh, we probably got in trouble, too, but uh, nobody ever found us. We were supposed to go for the thing, but we never did. And just enjoyed our little uh, vacation there in the uh, in the Dominican Republic. It's okay. You're going to be kidnapped one day and forced <laughs> to watch that presentation. <laughs> but Army Hammer, yeah, he's, he's in the Caymans working as uh as selling timeshares that's where his kids are so i just thought that was absolutely strange for a guy who at one point i thought he was going to be one of the next big things in hollywood and not so much not so much selling timeshares look i'm not going to knock anybody's career however you want to make money for your family go make money for your family weird going from the silver screen to begging people to buy a timeshare in a hotel in fairness we do sit in a closet and talk to ourselves all day indeed so i'm not sure we're the ones that should be casting indeed but if you ever find yourself in the cayman islands at moritz resort in grand cayman go by and see army hammer the subject of my story does not have as cool a name as army hammer (laughs) his name is larry doyle sanders he's 53 Anytime you quote somebody's age in a story, it's because they did crimes. Mm -hmm. He is a noodler from Oklahoma. A noodler. Do you know what a noodler is? Yeah, he hunts hunts for catfish with his hand. Which means, uh, already, you're off to a weird start. He's 53 years old and was noodling on the South Canadian River in Pontotoc County in Oklahoma. Okay. And then he did crimes. He claimed that while at the river, he discovered that his fishing partner, Jimmy Knighton, also 53, was trying to kill him. It's not that he was trying to kill him that is so strange. It's the method in which he was trying to kill him. Okay. He claimed he was trying to feed him to Sasquatch. (laughs) He indicated Jimmy attempted to get away from him so that the Sasquatch could eat Larry. So, of course, Larry did as you do. He beat Jimmy to death. Oh, no. Choked him, drowned him, and then came back home to tell his daughter, who is dating Knighton's son, what he had done. 
According to the sheriff, he appeared to be under the influence of something. I didn't have to see him to know that. His statement that was Mr. Knighton had summoned Bigfoot to come and kill him. That's why he had to kill Mr. Knighton. Now, how do you summon Bigfoot? That was my question. Does this involve a Ouija board? Is there a call? Is there a big, is there a Sam Squatch call? Uh, because, uh, frankly, I would love to hear that. I think you just opened a pack of beef jerky, right? That's what the commercials told us. Uh, why does it have you? a, it has a woo-loo-loo. That, that's, in my head, it's a, a woo-loo-loo. Woo-loo-loo. <laughs> the Sasquatch call. Nice. Okay, don't do crimes. That's the name of this segment. Man. I have another one that's even better for crimes. That's what meth does. That's messed up. Yeah. <laughs> But um, jingle out. Uh, training camps in the NFL will begin very, very shortly. One week. One. We week. are one week away. Yeah, yep. The, the uh, let's talk about the Cleveland Browns. Their prospects for 2022. We still don't know what the deal is with their quarterback. Well, I mean, here's the thing. We haven't talked enough about Cleveland this offseason. I, I mean, I really feel like they haven't gotten right. the media attention that they right. deserve. And uh, as you've seen in all the memes on social media, uh, Deshaun Watson will be suspended anywhere from four games to four years. Yeah, it's, it will fall somewhere in there. There is apparently a rumor going around that Cleveland feels like he's not going to get suspended. And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to disagree for the square. Well, you might. It depends on what the, what the lawyer does, what the, the judge that's overseeing this case. If she says no penalty then there's nothing the NFL can do. Well, the thing that scares me, uh, well, there's many things that scare me about this, but one of the things that would scare me if I was Deshaun Watson is my lawyer, who may or may not have been also representing Larry Doyle Sanders, the (laughs) Oklahoma noodler. (laughs) Deshaun Watson, if he doesn't play this year or is not eligible to play because he gets suspended, then they're stuck with Jacoby Brissett. And can Jacoby Brissett lead this team to the playoffs? I think this may be the most over-discussed story of all the time I've been doing this. Because what's really the difference between Jacoby Brissett and Baker Mayfield? In terms of play on the field, there's really not one. Brissett's never been in a situation like this. He's never been on a team that's this talented. Mm -hmm. Never been behind an offensive line like this. Everybody always points to the when he got the shot with the Indianapolis Colts. Let's be really honest about his shot with the Indianapolis Colts. Andrew Luck retires nine minutes before training camp starts. Right. And they go, well, um, yeah, you have a dot on your helmet. You, you're our new quarterback. Come on down. Of course it was terrible. The line was awful. Mm-hmm. They didn't have any weapons. This is the best situation he's ever had. And now be really honest with yourself about the schedule. I think we all know it's not going to be a year. No. I, I think we have officially gotten to the point of I was right, then I was wrong, then I was right again, then I was wrong again, and I'm now back to right that it's not going to be a year. So let's go anything under eight games. Mm-hmm. If it's four, I could argue you're not going to lose any more games without him than you would have lost with him. Right. Because you play at Carolina. I know, Panther fans, I – I love They're you so, so dearly so that excited. you think that that Baker Baker interception maker is going to come in here and make the Browns pay. No, he's not. Then you play my Jets, the Steelers. Both of those are in Cleveland, and you go to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. 
I think I could play quarterback and you'd go three and one there. <laughs> I, I think you could let With the that kicker. running game? Yeah, maybe. You could let the kicker take snaps at, at quarterback and you're going to go three and one there. Where it becomes problematic is if he's not back by week five. Because then you go Los Angeles Chargers, New England Patriots, at the Baltimore Ravens, Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, you do get the advent that three of those are at home. I'm not sure that any quarterback not named Deshaun Watson is winning any of those four. Agreed. So that's where it could go sideways. I was going to say, even with Deshaun Watson, those many of those games would be question marks. Well, that's the pivot of the season. With him, I would say you probably come out of that. With him, I will say you go 6-2. and two. Without him, you're at best probably 4-4. Four and four. Mm-hmm. At best. Because I'm not sure that Jacoby Brissett can beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's the only one in the first four that I think is even really a, a pivot. Mm-hmm. It's those next four that you could get absolutely mashed by three of those four. Right. And I'm not sure that New England's not better than you with, with Jacoby Brissett taking snaps. But they don't really have a lot of holes. No matter who the quarterback is, you're not going to be asked to do a ton. This will still be one of the heaviest run teams in the league. Mm-hmm. So I'm just not overly sure that I care until you hit that second stretch right if he's back for that you're probably a playoff team i'm not sure that you're a playoff team no matter what but i can tell you definitively you're not if he's suspended eight games i think fully with deshaun watson this is no doubt a playoff team no so, all right all right i'm not gonna let you just say that and then jingle okay out. no doubt a playoff team i would say so so 10 11 wins I think we both universally agree they're not winning this division. No. Whether it's Baltimore or Cincinnati, they're not winning this division. No. So what you're telling me is you think they're going to be better than all but two teams out of the Raiders, the Broncos, the Chiefs, because I think we both universally said mm-hmm. we think Chargers are going to win that division, mm-hmm. the Tennessee Titans, mm-hmm. whoever is not the division champion in your own division, and the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. That's a tall ass to me. That's a tall ass to me. Okay. Even and I'm talking even with Deshaun Watson. I don't care. You got to remember this kid hadn't played in two years, mm-hmm. and he's been dealing with legal things. I'm not going to tell you that he's that, that he's going to show up and look like me, but I'm going to venture a guess he's probably not in the best shape of his life, and it's going to take some time for him to get on the right track, especially if he's not allowed to be around this team. Mm-hmm. There is a huge difference between what you can do yourself. And what you can do surrounded by a team and trainers and, and, and things like that. And I just think we we glean over that. Because there's this expectation because you have you've acquired a top ten quarterback in this league. That you're just gonna waltz into the playoffs. And I'm not so sure that's true. I believe in the weapons of this team. I believe in the offensive line. I believe in the defense. I think the hey, defense you should believe in the defense. It's the weapons where I think think we have a a drastic disagreement okay i have a no doubt number one wide receiver i don't dispute that. i got one of the best running back tandems in the league and i got a top four or five offensive line you give me a top 10 quarterback that spells we're going to score a boatload of points and after the break i have a point of reference that may change your mind on what you just said. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. 
Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. There's a lot of talk about heroes these days. Hey, buddy, you want to go fishing? The folks in the funny outfits with superpowers and spandex. All right, buddy. Let me help you. But at Ingalls, we know that a lot of our heroes now you look like a are a little closer to home. They're the ones who give us what we need for those everyday adventures. That's why we look up to the ones who look out for us. Don't forget your fish food. Catch a big one. Ingalls. See you later, Dad. All Bye. the ingredients for family. The sports office. That is some good, clean family fun there, eh, Cot? Back here in the Ingles studio talking Cleveland Browns pre-training camp previews for each and every NFL team. We're going to get to yours. Don't worry if we haven't already. It's it's coming. We're going in reverse order from the finish of last year. So hang in there, Panthers fans. We'll get there eventually. Um, not that we don't talk about the Carolina Panthers I was enough about on this to say. show anyway. Uh, but still, Cleveland Browns, obviously the Sean Watson thing is still hanging over this team's head. We still have to wait for the decision to come down from the judge who's arbitrating the case. And, yeah, there, I mean, there is that theory out there that if if by some chance she decides that there's no penalty warranted, there's nothing the league can do. Nope. There's also the theory out there that if she does hand down a, a minimal penalty, then they get to appeal. And the NFL appeals... And they appeal to Roger Goodell, who then just gets to decide. And word has it that maybe he would be interested in a full year suspension. But we don't know. So where does this leave them? With Jacoby Brissett, with, again, what I feel like is a tip-top offensive line, you've got really good weapons. I feel like Amari Cooper is a number one wide receiver. And here would be my question. Safwan Ben Malik hit this before he took the words right out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Amari Cooper drastically better than Brandon Cooks? No. No. Donovan Peoples-Jones drastically better than Will Fuller? No. Mm. He's not better. He's not better. It's not even close. The fact you even went, hmm, mm, at that is comical to me. <laughs> yeah, Will Fuller lives hurt when he's on the field, of which for the – point of reference what i'm trying to make right he was on the field 75 percent of the snaps mm-hmm. david bell better than randall cobb okay so this is vaguely similar to the same offense that i just saw him with and go four and 12 despite the, the fact that he didn't have a running game didn't have an offensive line the offensive line was not as bad as you make it out to be you still had laramie tunsil who is one of the best left tackles in this league that's one. Yeah, David Johnson was uh, – this was the year that things cratered into the ocean. Right. I don't really care. Okay. A- and here's why I say that. That Texans team won four games. Mm-hmm. One against the New England Patriots that still blows my mind. You beat the Jaguars twice and you beat the Lions. Mm-hmm. This myth that Deshaun Watson's such a winner, it's really not true. It's been one year of his co- of his NFL career. 
and we just give him his flowers of, oh, well, he didn't have anything. Well, he kind of did. He did have Brandon Cooks. He did have Will Fuller. He had David Johnson, who at one time was a good NFL running back in spite of what it is that you see now. Right. It's not like the cupboard was completely bare. Yes, there were injuries. Yes, there were things that went awry. You're asking for quite a turnaround based on the fact that, well, we can run the ball. Mm-hmm. Great. Let's see you do that against the Chargers. That'll be fun. Let's see you do that against the Cincinnati Bengals. That'll be fun because they can turn around and score on you in six plays or less. This is like name that tune. Mm-hmm. That's how offenses work in the AFC. And that's just but that's been my that that's that's been my issue to be honest with you. Is that all of these things are just cast aside. Of he hadn't played in a couple years. I, I understand that the suspension is what we have to talk about. And frankly, I'm so tired of talking about this that I can't see straight. Mm-hmm. I wish that just tell us what it is. This is dragged on for entirely too long. But this thought that there's this wide swing, I'm not sure that that's so accurate. That there's a wide swing going from Deshaun Watson or from Baker Mayfield to Deshaun Watson? coming off two years of absence with all of the things that that have gone on, you're asking a lot of this kid. Mm -hmm. Think of it this way. Think about the most stressed you've ever been in your life. What did you do? Your your physical fitness, were you in peak physical condition? (laughs) No. No. You're you're being distracted by depositions and, and things like that. You're really crushing it in the gym? No. I think that's the part of this that nobody seems to want to talk about. You don't know exactly what this kid's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's zero games. You have no idea what he's going to show up at. Training camp's in a week. He has no clue. And every snap you lose with a new team that is, this is not the same team we saw a year ago. There's a lot of instability with this team, mainly because you're a loudmouth quarterback that you have now shipped on to Carolina. Mm-hmm. And your weapons are different. And-, and I don't think they're as good as everybody says they are. Okay. I like David Bell a lot. I like Donovan Peoples-Jones a lot. You're asking quite a bit for that to be your two and your three. I don't think it's just going to be as lather, just show up and we're 12 and five. Mm-hmm. 12 and five is going to be a stretch because they do have some tough games on that schedule. But I don't, I, I, I see a floor of 10 wins for this team if Deshaun Watson plays the entire season. And I don't. I don't. I think this is still a good team, but you're undervaluing how good this conference is. Mm-hmm. Because look how many teams don't have any of these things. Do the Denver Broncos have any of these things? What do you mean? Uh, distractions? Issues. Distractions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Do they have any of that? No. No. So every rep has been tiding in Russell Wilson's the quarterback, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon are going to split carries, and the weapons are learning the new offense and everything's going in place. Cleveland still doesn't know who's going to take the snap week one. Mm-hmm. People undervalue that. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. The Daily Draft is coming up after Sports Center. We're drafting wide receivers today. Who's take, Who's got the first pick? It's going to be me, unfortunately, oh, which I right. didn't. Which I didn't. Well, want. Jeremy's going to get the first pick. Uh, all right, daily draft coming up next. 
He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. And welcome back into the Ingalls studio here on ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. It is the third hour of the sportsocracy. And as we do at the top of every third hour of this program, it's time for the daily draft. Today, we'll be drafting wide receivers in the NFL. We did quarterbacks, which I won. And we did running backs, which Jeremy won. And now it's time for wide receivers. And apparently Jeremy won again. Mm-hmm. The, the crowd has spoken. Mm-hmm. All right, so Jeremy earns the first round, or the number one pick in today's daily draft. Which I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't want even a little bit and would be willing to trade it if that was a thing, but it's not. But it's not. So... I had a plan. We know, I, I thought I was going to lose. We know what your number one pick is going to be. It's Jamar Chase. Yes. It's Jamar Chase. You knew it. <laughs> Everybody knew it. There's... He's the most talented receiver in this league, and he has the best quarterback in this league. How in the world can I go anywhere else? Had the best rookie year I've ever seen. Unbelievably dynamic, good route runner, great hands. And he's 22 years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, that's just it's a layup now the question is that really has had me a little hyperventilating. Mm-hmm. i have absolutely no idea what you're about to do <laughs> well you should i mean you should have an idea because i know one of them the question is the second one well you shouldn't have any cl- or you shouldn't have any qualms about uh or you know any reservations about where I'm going to go with the second one because it's a guy that I was in love with when he was in college and you hated him. And so number one pick, it's going to be Devontae Adams. He was my number one wide receiver last year. And I get that he's taking a step back with Derek Carr because, yes, Aaron Rodgers is better than Derek Carr. I'm not saying there's not a difference between the two of them. Oh, I don't – look, he's very comfortable with Derek Carr, and I don't think on the field you're going to see a difference. The problem is now there are other people in the in the offense that are going to take target chair away. Mm-hmm. There's just no way that's not going to happen. No, yeah, You can't you, go from Mercedes Lewis and Randall Cobb to Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro. But I feel like that lifts – that that lifts the boat for Derek Carr, and it's going to take away some from Devontae Adams, but it lifts that team. Oh, as I, a there's whole. no doubt. It look, I'm higher on the Raiders than you are, and I mm-hmm. have been for quite some time. Mm-hmm. I just, for me, the, the the top three to me, you're getting you're very nitpicky because I think there are three that are clearly better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. And my number two pick is Justin Jefferson, and that. That makes me very angry with you. It makes me want to say obscenities. I know it does. Uh, but he's the guy that I kept saying two years ago, or I guess it's technically three years ago now, of this guy's going to come into the league and he's going to set the world on fire. And Jeremy's like, oh, no, this guy can't play in the league. I, again, <laughs> I did not say that. This guy might as well be flipping hamburgers somewhere. 
Um, <laughs> Justin Jefferson, he was he was the Jamar Chase of two years ago, and then last year, I mean, he just continued to impress. It was a it was a near perfect season for him last year. He is one of the highest graded PFF wide receivers in the league. He makes Kirk Cousins look like uh, he is Aaron Rodgers, and we all know that's not the case. Well, Kirk's pretty good. Kirk is good, but again, Kirk catches a lot of Aaron. smoke just because he's a little loud. Mm-hmm. And I've always been on the plus side of the Kirk Cousins argument, but the fact that he has Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen makes me really excited for what the Minnesota Vikings uh, can do moving forward. And I, I still feel like that's probably one of the best, one of the best replacement players we've ever seen in this league. They got rid of Stefan Diggs and immediately got Justin Jefferson. How many that times worked, have you seen that in the NFL? Yeah, that worked out nicely. Right. I don't think you're going to see that at a Green Bay with Devontae Adams and Christian Watson. What did Christian Watson do? I don't to know. You? I don't know. Did the, just, did the kid come like do in your driveway or what did he everybody do? Everybody just you? acts like there's not going to be a, a, a skip in the record here. And I got news for you. I don't think it's going to look as good as you want it to immediately. And I think the regression is going to be drastically less than you do. Okay. All right. I mean, so, obviously, it hurts to not have a number one receiver. But of course. I think. All right. I'll, I'll put it this way. I think losing Devontae Adams in Green Bay hurts Devontae Adams' production more than it hurts Aaron Rodgers. I could see that. I've seen Aaron Rodgers turn glorified garbage people into (laughs) $10 million wide receivers, Marquez Valdez-Gantling. Right. Who I'm still, to this day, not sure can actually catch. Mm -hmm. And Kansas City went, here, here's $10 million. Mm -hmm. You, You take this. Aaron made you look like a real-life NFL receiver. All right, Jeremy, you're back around for your second and third picks. I hate this game. I hate this game. It's stupid. I don't like it. You <laughs> All took what I wanted. you couldn't have your top two wide receivers. Yeah, because you got what I wanted. And, and, mm-hmm. and now I'm not 100% sure what I'm going to do because I feel like I have to do something that I don't want to do. Well, There's we, one that's really easy Yeah, for we know who one of them is. Who? Stephon Diggs. There you go. Yeah, we <laughs> might as well just pencil him in. <laughs> Stephon Diggs, one of the original players that made me realize, you know, I, I think I can do this because I watched him in college and went, why is nobody understanding this? Mm-hmm. Why is nobody getting how good this guy is when I watched him just torture a Florida State team that I don't think there was another player on that Maryland team that played in the league and they couldn't defend him. He's done it in Minnesota. Now he's doing it in, in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure I think th- that you've even seen the best of Stefan Diggs yet. He's never had, outside of the years with, with Adam Thielen, of which he was very young in the league, and th- there was a lot of that where I would argue was the two. You've never seen him with that high-flyer, deep-threat second wide receiver. Last year they did the, the Emmanuel Sanders thing against all intelligent thought for two-thirds of the year now you've got a second receiver that i know you make fun of me every time i do this and you've called it called him the new auden tate gabriel davis is a dog and i think you're gonna see that pretty quick in buffalo and and maybe we will i just i've seen it once 
I've seen him have the, what was it, the four-touchdown game that he had in the playoffs. I've seen him do it once. I can't really jump onto the bandwagon of you belong in the conversation of, you know, really good wide receivers in this league. You've Gr- seen put, you do it once. Put Gabriel Davis, where, where would you have him in the NFL? I don't know. 20-something? Oh, factor in the 20s means you're not as off the beaten path as i thought you were 20 like 26 27 just outside the top 25 mine is 20 and a smaller number yours is still than 20 so you're not as you're not as far off of me as you think right you may want to throw shade my way (laughs) but you're keeping yourself just safe enough when he becomes the best second wide receiver in the league you have plausible deniability that's right Ah, that's right all right i've officially I, i have stalled as long as i can yeah and i don't i don't i don't want to do this but I don't think I have a choice. No, you don't. I have to take Cooper Cup, and I don't want to. Look, very good, unbelievably talented wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure you could put him in any offense, and he would be as productive as what you saw last year ever again. I feel like I'm buying at the top of the market, which I never want to do. But to me, there's just a discrepancy. This was the one thing that made me feel better about having the number one pick because I feel like the drop-off here is precipitous. And I 100% know who one of yours is going to be. I am so glad that you did that because, I look. I, you you I didn't want to do it either. I didn't want to do it either. I, did, I don't have anything against Cooper Cup. He's he's fine. Well, I mean, look, people are going to treat it like we're throwing shade at the kid. That's not the problem. No. The, the problem is that he's never been that guy before. 16 touchdowns. Do you know how many touchdowns he had in four years before that? Uh, 24. In four times the sample size. Mm -hmm. He had almost 2,000 yards receiving. He only had 3,500 for his career before that. Right. So I'm I'm buying at the top of the market, which is never something that I want to do. However, he does have the the advantage of Sean McVay. Mm -hmm. That's not going away. He does have the advantage of Matthew Stafford for a few more years. And now I do think having Allen Robinson instead of Robert Woods. I'm not trying to shade Robert Woods. I'm not. But Allen Robinson's a better receiver in this league. Mm-hmm. Maybe not all around, but in terms of as a receiving threat. So I'll ask this. If you had to guess a stat line on Cooper Cup this year, what would it be? I've been doing fantasy football projections, so I literally have a number on him. Hmm. I'm thinking hundred and. 28 catches you're higher than me there 1300 yards you're lower than me there and i must say 10 touchdowns you're exactly on the number of me there touchdowns are cyclical it's gonna Mm -hmm. regress there is no doubt about that yeah 16 is not happening again we had 191 targets last year 145 receptions that's a reception rate that i don't know that i've ever seen before that's subhuman uh, that cannot be duplicated. So I have him at a hundred. I think it was 121, and I had him at 1,500 yards. Okay. I split the difference of his best season ever and what he did last year yep. and 10 touchdowns. Yep. To me, that's probably not the fifth best wide receiver in the league, but I can't go anywhere else. Now, we know who one of your picks is going to be. Mm-hmm. The curiosity is, who is the second one? Well, we'll find out. Will Tank play the homer? Coming up next, <laughs> Daily Draft continues. 
Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. With the PhD weight loss system, I have lost over 70 pounds i hit my 70 pound mark officially last week and the numbers on my scale continue to dwindle down i'm getting better nutrition i'm getting more exercise my aches and pains have practically disappeared over the long weekend i played two rounds of golf to most of you that does not sound like an over-the-top amount of activity but for me before phd it would have been my back would have hurt but because i've lost so much weight i'm in so much better shape physical activity isn't wearing me out like it used to I'm almost down to my target weight, and it's all thanks to the program and food of PhD Weight Loss. The absolute all-star of the program, Dr. Ashley Lucas, has the plan to help you drop the pounds and hopefully change your habits so that you won't have to deal with that weight problem any longer. Go to myphdweightloss.com. That's myphdweightloss.com. PhD Weight Loss, the official weight loss program of the Clemson Tigers and their fans. At Ingles, we're all in for summer. Whether you're hitting the trails, hitting the water, or hitting the golf ball, we have everything you need for the perfect picnic, the greatest grill out, and the best beach vacation. We know that the mountains are calling, the open road awaits, and that pool party is ready to rock. So head on over to Ingles and stock up on all the goodies to get you through your summer of freedom. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. The Sportsocracy. This is Gene Duggarell, voice of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Fire them cannons. By golly, put more powder in those things. And the Daily Draft continues here on ESPN. Asheville, you are in the Sportsocracy. Don't forget to check us out at thesportsocracy.com. Stream the show live on YouTube each and every day. Subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat. And now it's my turn For my third pick in the daily draft as we're choosing the top wide receivers in the NFL so far, Jeremy took Jamar Chase number one. I went back to back with Devontae Adams and Justin Jefferson. He goes Stephon Diggs and Cooper Cup. And my third pick is going to be Mike Evans. Uh, Of course course it it is. is. Of course it is. The guy who is the most reliable wide receiver in the NFL. I feel confident in saying that he doesn't miss many games he may be dinged up here or there but even if he is he's probably going to play and he's going to be the number one red zone target for any team in the nfl if you moved him anywhere in the nfl he would immediately become that team's number one red zone target at the wide receiver position feel certain that kansas city would probably still lean on travis kelsey and there are a few now this is where it gets interesting for me okay because i don't have any idea what you're getting ready to do Mm -hmm. i have a great feeling that you're not going to like it because I'm going to take A.J. Brown. I hate you. I, know, I hate you. I know. And I, this I game know. is stupid, and I, I don't know why we play it. Oh, you're a, 
Ah, yeah, yeah. bad words. Yeah, bad words. Bad words. Watch those FCC bad violations. Words. Uh, A.J. Brown. Uh, look, I liked him in Tennessee. I still don't really like his quarterback. I love his quarterback for what it is that they're going to ask him to do. Because you have to acknowledge the ability of Jalen Hurts to run. Yes. You have to acknowledge Miles Sanders and Dallas Godierte. There's just enough around him. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he is – Debo Samuel gets credit for being the, the player that you just manufacture his touches. I actually think it's A.J. Brown. So that makes me want to throw things at you mm-hmm. on live air. Well, I can't do that. I mean, you could. Me you could if you wanted to. But look, you can't blame me because A.J. Brown has it all. I mean, other than the, you know, the, as we said, the size and the speed of D.K. Metcalf. He is one of the best all-around wide receivers in the NFL. And I just have major questions, or not major questions, but I have like little nitpicky things about the wide receivers that are getting ready to go next in this draft. So my question would be, what is your nitpicky thing about a 30-year-old receiver that has been in the league for nine years? Mm Mm-hmm and has had a thousand yards all but three times and in one of those years he was 40 yards shy of it the fact that he's going to miss a good portion of the season i don't care okay i do not in any way care this is the easiest pick i've had Mm -hmm. so far yep deandre hopkins yep it's great i said last year he's number one receiver in the league Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden he has one injury riddled year where he's not good and he spent several games just being a borderline decoy and it seems like everyone's forgotten about him. Mm-hmm. To me, the fact that I get him with the eighth selection in this is absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Now, I did not see you taking A.J. Brown. <laughs> so that has greatly affected my strategy here. This is going to be the second time I have to take a receiver that I don't want to. But it would be stupid for me to take anybody else. Okay. It's Tyreek Hill. Okay. At at nine, it would be stupid for me to take anybody else. He's just too good to still be here. And and the thing I just said about DeAndre Hopkins, I can say the exact same thing about Tyreek Hill. Only difference is he's only been in the league six years. Mm -hmm. The two times he did not have a 1,000 yards, he was either a rookie or he missed a quarter of the season. He's very talented. Now, yeah. do I think there's a, a grand regression coming with Tua Tungavailoa? I do. But this is an offense that generates touches better than any offense in the league. So, catching him at nine, I, I can't be upset about it. Okay. Tyreek Hill. Now, where do I want to go with this one? You know, like I said, I have – nitpicks about these other wide receivers Tyreek Hill very fast obviously we talk about all the time how he's not the greatest route runners I'm not really sure what category to put Debo Samuel in but the guy is unbelievable again with the ball in his hands he might be top four most electric player in the NFL 
not your traditional wide receiver. And I don't like the fact that, you know, all of that came out in the offseason about him not wanting to do the wide back thing anymore. Well, and the reason that he doesn't want to do that is because it limits his it limits his upside. Mm-hmm. It limits his career duration mm-hmm. because basically you're being used as a running back and you're not built like a running back. Right. But this is this is why you're so valuable. I said this when he came out and said that, or, or whatever, it leaked out that he didn't want to do this anymore. Sorry, that's what you're. That's what's what makes you so valuable, is the fact that we can run you out of the backfield, and that you will catch everything that I throw your way. And he's the only thing that Trey Lance. He's the only shot that Trey Lance has at being the next great. San Francisco 49ers quarterback. He's a very talented player. Mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and tell you, I was not taking him. Not at all? Because I, I don't value him as a wide receiver the way I do every other player we've taken here. Okay. If you took Debo Samuel and you re, and you took away his ability to get those weird out-of-the-backfield touches, mm-hmm. would you have taken him in the top 12? No. There you go. That's that, that's exactly where I came to and just went, all right, he's not on the board for me. Okay. He would have been somewhere in the range of 14 or 15 for me. All right. I think he's a very talented player. But if you, I'm going to say the same thing about him I said about Derrick Henry. If you keep doing this, it will end badly for you eventually. And I am, mu- it's much easier for me to just go, I'll let you do that than sign up for, there's five ranges of outcomes here and four of them aren't good. Mm-hmm. All right, it's UDFA time. Now that the top fives are filled, it's time for us to simultaneously announce who we will take as a undrafted free agent. I have never been more sure you're not going to say the same name I am in all the times we've done this. Really? I have never been more sure. Okay. Which means you probably will, and... Well, the first time, you know, it will be it will be the first time in in the uh iteration of the UDFA. Cuz we haven't said the same name. We have name never yet. agreed on the last pick. All right, so here we go. 3 2 1. Deontay it's- Johnson. <laughs> De- yeah, definitely not that one. CD Lamb. CD Lamb is mine. He's a field stretcher, love the kid, and if you're starting a franchise, absolutely I'm going with CD Lamb. And my thought process is a little different. I'm looking at how productive Deontay Johnson was last year. Going, you're going to catch that slot roll again. Mm-hmm. Chase Claypool's going to be the high flyer. George Pickens will be the reliable, big-bodied red zone threat, which means I could see the targets going 25% higher. Okay. Plus, you did this with Big Ben, who was uh, barely legally breathing by the time he retired. I'm just not that worried about Mitch Trubisky. Mm-hmm. I think it will be fine. I think that is the safety blanket, and that's a difficult defense to defend. Plus, I just love Deontay Johnson. All right, so here you have it, folks. Our uh, wide receiver classes. Jeremy goes Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs, Cooper Cup, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill, and his UDFA is Deontay Johnson. Meanwhile, the winning roster Devonte Adams, Justin Jefferson, Mike Evans, AJ Brown, Debo Samuel, and C. D. Lamb. I, I have a theory. 
This is the most I have ever hated one of my rosters, which tells me I'm probably going to smoke you. <laughs> because the last two times I've walked away going, I don't love that. Right. I have smoked you. Uh, we'll post it up on social media. You can go and follow us on all the social medias at the Sportsocracy. Vote on it, and we'll have the poll up at the first two hours of tomorrow's program as well, which will decide who gets the number one pick in tomorrow's daily draft. You're in the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at roguecombatclub.com. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. All right, it's time to do that thing where we talk about crimes. Don't do crimes. And Jeremy told me that I couldn't tell the story that I wanted to tell. Nope. On this show. No good could come of it. I guess we'll have to wait for, I don't know, a, a, another YouTube stream only for us to retell that story. But anyhow, uh, so here's one where a... um. A California liquor store has been banned from selling liquor. So now they're just a building. Pretty much. Pretty much. The store owners uh, are banned from selling alcohol because the woman behind the counter sold, well, she gave alcohol to an underage kid. And then the underage kid did what underage kids do and did crimes. He drank the bottle, and then he got into a major car crash, DUI, all of that. And here's the thing. The funny part about it was she said, here, I'll give you the bottle, but you have to come back tomorrow and pay me $25. It's a $16 bottle of liquor. So she was trying to upsell the kid. I don't know why she didn't demand the $25 right out the gate. Or just don't do crimes. Well, true. I mean, you don't want to do crimes, but it just seems ridiculous. You come back tomorrow and pay me $25 for the $16 bottle. Uh, the kid, unfortunately, got into a car crash with a uh, family that was riding in an SUV. And now the store is basically useless. 
Like, I want to know what a liquor store, like, you can sell juice, maybe. Uh, some of those mixers, like non-alcoholic mixers, you could sell those. But I still have to go somewhere to get the, right. the I got to go somewhere else to get the good good. So, right. uh, yeah, I you, you serve me no purpose now. Right. Uh, the woman is 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 already been sentenced uh this this happened months ago she's already been sentenced to one year in jail five years of probation has to do 720 hours of community service that's a lot uh and then there is also a uh one million dollar restitution that i'm sure you'll never see maybe she works at a liquor store i'm just not trying to cast aspersions here. I'm just saying that might be hard for her to come up with a million dollars. Could be. All for a sixteen bottle of sixteen dollar bottle of liquor that you tried to make nine dollars on from a kid. Don't do crimes. Don't do crimes. Jason Brooks did crimes. He's a groom. Not like a here comes the bridegroom, but a horse groom. A horse groom. So apparently a horse groom is a person that grooms a horse. And they just lazily called him. A groom. Makes sense. Well, he's a groom for a racehorse whose name is Drag Malibu. Never been the greatest racehorse. Okay. But May 29th, he was the best horse in, at, at, at his particular race. It was in Iowa. And apparently that tipped some people off. This horse has never been that fast. Mm-hmm. So the I team did a drug test on the horse and found out that the horse was high on methamphetamine. <laughs> what? Now, I told you about the groom. I told you about the horse. Uh-huh. Now, what I didn't tell you is it's not like he was smoking this around the horse and blowing it in the horse's face. Okay. That is not how this went. Apparently, he was doing his meth-related crimes, mm-hmm. and he had some of the residue on his hands, then handled a tongue tie, which is something that they put in the horse's mouth, as they put on the bridle so that you can race the horse. Mm-hmm. Well, the only problem is that he still had the residue on his hands. So Drag Malibu went for a little bit of a psychedelic ride. Really? And apparently just ran as fast as he could. It's like using NOS in your car. Here's the craziest part of this. It's not the first time it's happened. Happened in New Zealand. Horse trainer literally did what I said the first time mm. and was doing crimes and blowing it in the horse's face. Oh, gosh. Then happened again in Texas because the same stable did it with five separate horses. Mm-hmm. D- Don't do meth, first of all. That's right. I. That's a Colin Cowherd line. I ain't stealing that from him, but that's very sound advice. Don't do crimes. It really. Okay, don't bring the horse into it. The horse didn't do anything <laughs> wrong. It was a total accident. You're already racing the horse in the first place. It was a total accident. Like that time the Kentucky Derby winner, you know, ate the ate the hay that the dude peed on. Do you remember that excuse? I, I do, and that's a stupid excuse. <laughs> Just be nice to the horse. Oh, my gosh. Right? The horse already has to race for a living. Don't get it high on crimes. Yeah. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville and... Let's talk about the sea chickens. Seattle Seahawks, as we continue here with our uh, pre-training camp previews, the Seattle Seahawks are 
I want to say dead in the water. Is that is that too punny? No. And it's accurate. It is accurate. You look at this team, and this outside of the wide receivers, this is not a good team. I mean, Rashad Penny had a little, you know, had the little, you know, a, I guess a surgeon. I was going to say a resurgence, but he never had For the first. For it to be a resurgence, you had to surge the first time. Exactly. So he had the surge at the end of the year last year. But they got Kenny, Kenny Walker in the draft, or Kenneth Walker, whatever he's going to go by now. It's Ken Walker. Ken now. Walker. That's Ken what Walker it is. the third. That's what it is. Ken Walker was taken in the draft by them, and I feel like he is. That is that not weird that that he was Kenneth Walker all throughout college and now he wants to be Ken? Yeah. Does that not remind you of the dad that goes through the divorce and buys the, the sports car and wants to be cool? You call me Ken. Oh, no big deal. Right. That's, that's weird. Why do you change your name when you get drafted? I, I don't know. I don't know. But Ken Walker is now the backup to Rashad Penny, and it ain't going to last last long. long. This is much like the Buffalo scenario with James Cook. This this should tell you everything you need to know about what Seattle views of Rashad Penny. They literally tripped over themselves to draft Ken Walker Mm III. I will say this, and I will say this many times between now and the kickoff of the season, if you're playing fantasy football, and for some reason you just adamantly have to have a Seattle Seahawks running back, Ken Walker, not Rashad Penny. I did one last night where I got Ken Walker in the 11th round. And I felt value. good about it. That's value. <laughs> I felt really good about it. Um, but, again, this is the quarterback scenario. Like, Russell Wilson is now in Denver. You got Drew Locke or Geno Smith. Neither of your options is good. I don't see how you're going to be able to keep this team – motivated throughout the season namely i'm looking at dk metcalf are you shocked that they haven't traded him no because i think there's a move coming what kind of a move i believe there is a better than zero chance that neither geno smith nor drew lock are the starting quarterback of this team come september interesting is this the Sam Darnold trade theory again? I would say there is a 15% chance of that. Okay. Baker just wows Carolina, and they go, you know what? We'll ride with Matt Corral as the backup. Seattle pick up the tab for the part of the tab for the rest of the year, and, and we keep the, the noise away. Okay. I think there is a better than 50% chance that the starting quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks, September of the 12th or whatever day it is that they kick off the season, is one Mr. Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, that sounds completely insane. Of course. That you would trade a quarterback within the division. Yes. I'm going to tell you how it was said to me. Where else are you going to send him? Where else are you going to send him? Mm -hmm. We tried to shoehorn him into any other team. Ask yourself this. Interdivision trades are very rare, but they do happen. Mm-hmm. Why do they happen? They happen because one team is absolutely desperate at a position, and the team with the asset knows exactly what they're getting. Is Seattle a threat to San Francisco with Jimmy Garoppolo? No. 
Do you not think San Francisco knows that? Yes. It's one thing if I trade you a quarterback and he comes back to burn me and you beat me twice and keep me out of the playoffs. There any path of that happening? No. No. And I'll even tell you, I don't. Th- it's funny. I tend to just be on the opposite side of wherever the world is on Seattle. I don't think his roster is as bad as everybody thinks it is. It, it just, everybody jumped off the cliff. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson disappears. Mm-hmm. You realize they almost won games with Geno Smith last year. Competitive games. Teams they should not have beaten. They were competitive with Geno Smith. Mm-hmm. Do I think they're a threat to make the playoffs? No, I do not. But they have a boatload of draft picks. They can overpay for Jimmy Garoppolo. They have a 70-year-old head coach that I really have struggled all offseason to figure out, why are you signing up to do this? Because you know there's a corresponding move. I wanted it to be Sam Darnold because that makes more sense. I'm now getting to the point of you have – I'll say the same thing here that I said about Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks makes sense. Makes sense for the Jazz because you get what you want. Makes sense for the Knicks because you get what you want. Mm-hmm. You get the star that you can market. They get the draft picks they're after. Yes. I would argue that Seattle and San Francisco coming to some kind of agreement on a deal makes sense for both of them. San Francisco does not want Jimmy Garoppolo on this roster. Fact or fiction? Fact. Seattle could not possibly feel good about the fact they're going into a season with Geno Smith, Drew Locke, and Jacob Eason as their quarterbacks. Fact or fiction? Fact. Seattle Seahawks will pay more in draft capital of San Francisco than any other team in the league will. Fact, Fact. or fiction? There you go. Sounds stupid when you hear and it. what will they sell it for? You pick up all the money. It's not going to be a you pick up all the money. And give me what? San Francisco will leverage this. Of, And that this is the reason I think you've had plausible deniability. Of This is the reason it gets floated. What do I always say? Who wanted you to know that? Mm-hmm. Why has there been so much information about Jimmy Garoppolo out there? Who wants you to know that? Who wants you to know that he looks so good? San Francisco. Yeah, that promotes his trade value. You know what else it does? It explains why you keep him on the roster. And so you can go to a Seattle and go, yeah, you're the only team that's going to give us a second-round pick for him, a third-round pick for him, and pick up half the salary. You're the only one that will do that. We know that. Mm -hmm. But this is not a Baker Mayfield situation of, well, we're going to cut him because he's a cancer. If Jimmy Garoppolo was going to be a cancer, he would have already done it. Yes. And so am I reading tea leaves? Maybe a little bit. I did the same thing with Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. And guess what? I was the only person that I heard of that was right about that. And San Francisco knows what you're getting. Right. They know you're getting a quarterback that we're infinitely more talented than you. He couldn't get us over the hump. He's not going to make you better than us. It's one thing if it, if it made it close. It doesn't. No. It to- makes you closer to the bottom of the playoff teams in this conference. And if I'm San Francisco, and this is going super tinfoil hat on my head, just understand it before I say it. If I'm San Francisco and I know every deficiency about Jimmy Garoppolo, is it really a negative to me if they wind up sliding into the playoff? If I wind up playing this team, am I worried about it? No. 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 They're not even worried about playing the Rams. And that's the point. That's the thing that I've been missing is – San Francisco's not worried about Seattle. You you don't do things like that. I remember the New York Jets. We got into a situation a few years ago where we could not play dead in the Western at receiver. Mm-hmm. Demarius Thomas was a receiver for the New England Patriots. They knew he's cooked. In terms of uh, pro ability, 
His career is over. There's only one team that offered him a draft pick for him. They didn't blink to do it. And I thought it was weird at the time until I saw him. And God rest his soul, you know, the, the stories and, and things that have happened, it didn't change what he was on the field. His career was over. New England knew that. Mm-hmm. So they went, okay, you, if you want to do it, we're just going to cut him anyway. Right. So if you want to give us a fifth-round pick, that's fine. That's one of your 22 roster spots that – starting roster spots that we don't have to worry about because we know exactly what he is and you're in that much of a bind. Mm-hmm. And I look at this the exact same way. Okay. All right. Well, maybe they do Maybe they do the interdivision trade. Maybe they don't. I mean, if they do, woo, it's better for DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, better for your fantasy team, but it's not going to really translate to anything on the field. Because I, I, I'm on the opposite side of you. I look at this team, I go, this is not a competitive team. This, this in Houston Texans bad, but they're not good. Every level of that defense, you have two players, maybe two, three players that I go, yeah, okay, they're good. Who are those players? Jamal Adams, obviously. Jamal Adams is a very good player in this league. You just have to use him right. Mm-hmm. Um. Nuosu, I like him. Mm-hmm. You should like Daryl uh, Taylor. And, He's a talented player. Mm-hmm. You should like Shelby Harris. He's a talented player that came over in the, the mm-hmm. Russell Wilson deal. He's all right. And you should really like Jordan Brooks. But I, I can make an argument that he's a top 10 linebacker in this league. Jordan was my three. And, and that's kind of my point. It would be one thing if they played in the AFC. In the AFC, I don't care who you trade for. I don't care if you trade for Pat Mahomes. You're the 14th best team in that conference. Mm-hmm. In the NFC, it's not that way. There's one good team per division. There's one, well, they could be good team per division. Mm-hmm. And then there's a dog water team in the bottom of every division in this conference. Mm-hmm. I could see a path that if you made you make the move. I mean, if you roll with Geno Smith and Drew Locke, you're terrible. Oh, yeah. You're tapping out, and it does not make any sense that you have a 70-year-old head coach that's as lame duck as lame duck gets. No. That doesn't make any sense. So what's the line I always use when things don't make sense? Hear hoofbeats, it makes a lot more sense to assume horses than zebras. I have been questioning this Pete Carroll thing since about January 15th. Why is he signing up for this? Because there's another move. There's another move that is going to make this make sense. Now, if it does happen, where would you have Seattle? Without without him, they go in the way it is. They're the 13th, 14th, 14th best team in the NFC. Mm-hmm. You're not a threat to anybody if you win five games. Good on you. That's just proof positive of how good a coach Pete Carroll actually is. Mm-hmm. With Jimmy Garoppolo, they're 11 or 12. See, I'm not sure I agree with you. Because the schedule is bad, 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 bad. They play a ton of terrible teams. There are a lot of New York Jets Carolina Panthers, Arizona Cardinals that I don't think are good, Mm -hmm. New York Giants, Detroit Lions. There's a lot of that on that schedule. I'm not sure they couldn't go 8-9, and 9-8 and threaten for a playoff berth. They don't scare any of these teams that are solidified playoff contenders. But that's how bad I think the NFC is. You could contend for one of those back-end playoff spots because this roster is talented. People just heap dirt on this team like they're god awful i can argue this team's better right now minus the quarterback than they were a year ago you're in the sportocracy here on espn Asheville. coming up next jeremy's mad
If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. At Ingalls, we're all in for summer. Whether you're hitting the trails, hitting the water, or hitting the golf ball, we have everything you need for the perfect picnic, the greatest grill out, and the best beach vacation. We know that the mountains are calling, the open road awaits, and that pool party is ready to rock. So head on over to Ingalls and stock up on all the goodies to get you through your summer of freedom. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. Dirty perfect shark to back flat. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Dirty shark to back flat. Let the hate flow through you. It's always blown my mind what people will spend their money on. We tell stories routinely of trading cards going for $11 jillion. But one thing I've never understood is why would you pay to watch non-boxers box each other? Well, July 30th, that's going to happen. Le'Veon Bell and Adrian Peterson taking each other in the Crypto.com arena, which still sounds stupid. And now Le'Veon Bell wants you to know that he will not be playing in the NFL this year. Because his focus is on boxing. Well, for Le'Veon's sake, I sure as hell hope he's better at boxing than he than he has been as a running back in the NFL since he signed that ridiculous contract with the New York Jets. Let me ask you a fun question. Take away his first year with the Jets. He's been in the league for four years since. How many times has he scored? Four. That's exactly right. How many yards does he have? 273. 430. Le'Veon, you can position this however you want to. Of your, you're, you're putting your NFL career on positive. See if I can fight. No, this is your next act. And the quicker you admit that, the better. Because, well, frankly, you can't be any worse at boxing than you were at rapping or as a running back in the NFL. So good luck to you. I won't watch it because, frankly, I'd rather watch paint dry. But good luck, Adrian Peterson, and good luck, Le'Veon Bell. I'm just glad I don't have to talk about you wearing a helmet anymore. I'm mad. I'm almost 40, and I'm in the best shape that I've ever been in in my entire life. And it's because of the Ph.D. weight loss program. Look, I used to be one of these people, though. When I was younger, I'd say, I don't want to be older. I want to live my life and just have fun and eat what I want to eat and drink what I want to drink. And sooner or later, I'm going to be dead and it's not going to matter. But now that I'm hitting 40, I'm thinking, I really want to get the most out of my later years in life. And in the 30 plus weeks that I've been on the PhD weight loss program, I've lost nearly 80 pounds and it's baffling to me, but that's what great nutrition can do for you. 
PhD's got the plan. You are a little older than me, so I wasn't necessarily thinking about later years. I was thinking about right now. I wanted to be able to sleep. I wanted to be able to be active. I was very active in my teens and in my 20s, and in my 30s, I had gotten lazy eating fast food and doing all the things that turn you into a sedentary couch potato, which I had become. Now, less than half a year since we started this program, I am almost to my target weight. I'm under the weight that I weighed in high school, and it's all thanks to the program and the plan of PhD weight loss. And Dr. Ashley Lucas has the plan for you to turn your life around. Don't suffer from a weight loss program any longer. The solution is out there. Go to myphdweightloss.com, and don't forget, the PhD Weight Loss is the official weight loss program of the Clemson Tigers and their fans. No, Stephen Tao. Jeremy and I will not be celebrity boxing each other for, for charity. Ian. No. I'm all the way in. No. I'm all the way in. I'm a I, lover, I will, not a fighter. I will double park. I've literally double parked <laughs> behind a cop car, and I will still be fine. For the last uh, four years since we've been uh, doing this program, he's been waiting to take a shot at me. Oh, no, if I was really waiting, I would have already done it. Yeah, it's, I'm pretty sure. You it's kind of like pick on somebody your own size. Right, yeah. exactly. You were at least in my weight class before. We you get, are not in my weight class yeah, anymore. No, not anymore. Uh, and you've got the reach on me and everything. And my, my wife will get irritated at things that you say to me sometimes on the radio. And she'll go, why don't you just take it? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Punch him in the face? Right. That won't end That's well. That's not going to end well for me. Celebrity boxing, not down my, uh, down my path. We have a, an agreement. I will never hit you so long as you don't hit me first. Now, you take that first shot, FAFO. Yeah, I'm going to say that's never going to happen. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Thanks for being along with us on the program, not only on ESPN Asheville, but also on the YouTube stream. We'll be back with you tomorrow at 3 o'clock for the Friday edition with more pre-training camp previews, another daily draft, all of it. And we're kicking off a new season tomorrow, something I'm very excited about, and you should tune in for it.